Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, podcast listeners. Uh, just a quick message from me, Danny Rocket. Um, I would like it. I would love it, in fact, if everybody that listens to this show or watches us live on the StreamYard to help us out with our bills here at the podcast. Um, we work really hard. We spend lots of time doing this show. And quite frankly, it's a labor of love, not a labor of money. And it costs us money to do it. So won't you help us out? Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. If you like what we do, then help us out. Dollar, three dollars, five dollars. You know, tickets and beer are expensive. We give also 10% of the money to the Lost Boys. So we're even working for free for an entire month just to bring you the show and to be a good neighbor to, you know, people doing awesome stuff like Levante on the south side of Chicago. So you get the music first, you get the shows first, and you get them ad-free. You get access to all our show notes. You get all the elements that we use in the show, all the pictures and graphics and stuff. They get sent right to your inbox. It's only a dollar a month. $5 for music. $10, you can become a full supporter of the show and get your name at the end of the podcast um, for our live show. Please help us out. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you like what we do at the show and you want to keep us on the air, please consider donating to our patreon campaign patreon.com slash sunranto thanks for listening to the show here it is Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins sitting in the bleachers in the rain we've shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game Let's go, Kobe Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto. Thumbs down with your bad self. Can you hear so uh, why do I always have to be the guy that talks first? I, I never understand. I, I, like, I don't know. You know I'm listening. It's I thought, a, I'm your son, Ranto. I'm not. Or I'm as, Danny Rocket. It says that right on my name tag there. Uh, it, my, it also I'm says. My placard. <laughs> how many times do you get when, like, people always want to say San Ranto, like it's Ron Santo. And I'm always yeah. like. It, that makes so much sense, but also S-O-N is son. I, I like the controversy, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of the controversy, it looks like Javi yeah. Baez has a New York state of mind, huh? Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Let's there, we let's explore every angle until two hours have passed and uh, Michael Cotton's passed out in his own vomit. 
So there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll start right there. First of all, hi, I'm Danny. You got Michael Cotton. You got Crawley here. We're all with you. We're going to take you through the end of this Cub season, and we're going to start with the next Cub, Javier Baez. Crawley, what's your take on the action of giving thumbs down to the Mets fans uh, in response to being booed after a pretty pathetic showing by the New York Mets down the stretch here? I'm going to tell you, I'm not a big guy into booing your own team. You know what I mean? It, it's, I don't think it's helpful. I don't think it does shit. I think all you're going to do, is, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get it. And that's what I always thought kind of differentiated Cubs fans from say New York fans or Philadelphia is another great example is like, and it's funny because like, I've heard all sorts of, I've been reading all about this shit today and it's like, well, we booed Derek Jeter. Fuck you, you assholes. Like, the guy, like, seriously gave you how many goddamn World Series and you're bragging about booing him? Like, go fuck yourselves. Like, dude, nobody's doing anything to try to be bad. Everybody's trying to win. Nobody, like, 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 seriously, like, I, I don't, I guess I don't get it. I've gone to a million Cubs games. I've seen a million shitty games, shitty teams. What's the point? I, I don't, I don't get it. I, and you know what? Good. I'm glad that they gave him the thumbs down because you're going to call yourself a fan? I don't know. Who who have you booed? Have you booed anybody? Like the list is small. I'm trying to. I'm I, like it, it, it would take me a while to think. Like I know cub. you booed Ryan Braun mercilessly, right? <laughs> I, I would say like I think, like I don't know if if you if you end up being kind of dickish to the fans, and so then I think you kind of got it coming. But in general, like. These guys weren't doing anything, and they're just getting booed mercilessly. You know what I mean? So, like, I remember Latroy Hawkins years ago, like, really blasted into the fans and the press, being like, you guys don't know shit. You can't do your job. Jeff Berta says Eric Sogard. I never booed Eric Sogard. And, you know, whatever. You know, I didn't like him. I didn't look for his autograph or anything like that. I didn't want a picture with him. I didn't give a shit about him. But I didn't boo him. So I, did, I, I, I didn't boo him because I don't know that he played in that game that I was there. But I would have booed Sogard, fuck Sogard. Um, I would, I, I, you know, would have booed Daniel Murphy. You know, fuck Daniel Murphy. But I, I did boo Daniel Murphy. Full disclosure, I booed Daniel Murphy. Won at bat. His first at bat. I was there in the bleachers, and I got yelled at by other Cub fans for booing him. And they go, "Come on, Rocket. He's our guy now." And I was like, begrudgingly, I did it. Lyle right, was like, giving the, me he's shit not all our day. guy. <laughs> Well, he's not not my guy. He's on the Cubs. We want him to hit. I want him. I want him to hit, and I I can still hate him. You know what I mean? Like I could. You know, it's fine that he's like just not somebody I'd get along with. Still want him to get a hit. I don't see. I think what they're booing Javi for is what we're used to, which is him striking out a shit ton and disappointing the fans, and they're losing games. I w- was at a Mets game at one of the – they melted down twice in 2007 and 2008 against Philadelphia Phillies. And I was at a game towards the end of September in which they had the lead 5-1. to one. They had to win like two more games, and then they would have taken the division. They didn't end up taking the division. The Phillies overtook them. They were up 5 nothing. They gave up the lead. The Mets fans, when the lead got given up in the fifth inning, stood on their feet and booed the entire team all at once. And I don't think I've seen that kind of behavior at Wrigley. To I've never seen the whole team booed at once. I've seen lack of hustle booed. Seen Milton Bradley booed. Yeah. Um, I, I booed Daniel Murphy. I wasn't the only one that booed Murphy, by the way. 
I've seen uh, uh, Carlos Marmol boot. He got booed right. out of town. Right. But, you know, Daniel Murphy getting booed was not booed for uh, the effort on the field or for anything on the field. Yeah. You know, that's that that is not why he got booed. He got booed for his own personal fuckery, you know, and that's uh, and I when you have that right, like what you said, you booed him in his very first at bat. You didn't boo him because he wasn't trying hard for your team. You booed him because you you didn't like him. And if you saw him out, you would be like, yeah, you're a dick. And that's how you say, yeah, you're a dick by booing him in the very first at bat. And if you don't know, it's because he had homophobic comments uh, years and years ago. And so when we got him, we were like, ah, not this jerk, jag off. But you know, we don't just want because they were years and years ago, he did not. They He had multiple opportunities to walk that and back and they never we did. We already hated Murphy from 2015 when he just basically won the entire NLCS for them. Michael, have you booed any players? Uh. Cubs, only one, um, and I came in fucking. What was the dude, the center fielder that we got from the Cardinals, Jim Edmonds? Oh, Edmonds. Jim Edmonds. <laughs> I I booed Jim Edmonds because that motherfucker showed up hungover. I went to a game. He was in center field. He was hung the fuck over, and he was dogging it for like the first half of the game, and. So, yes, I was in the bleachers. I booed him because it was clear that he was not fucking feeling it out there. And my guess is that, you know, obviously, I don't know if he was hungover, but he looked like I feel when I'm hungover. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm looking at what Chip Paleo says. You you pay admission. Yeah. You have the right. I guess. I, I, I never really bought into that line of thinking. Like, just because you paid for a ticket doesn't mean you have the right to just – I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I've never been that way. It's always kind of been just root for the Cubs, kind of pull for them, you know. Try to you know see what you can do. But I, I don't know. I, I, I my my hope it is help. Right. Right. My hope. My hope is more than anything. Is and and, and the last couple, the last year, you we've talked about how the Ricketts really pissed away some of the goodwill. This was like when when Theo first came and Jed, like everybody wanted to come here, like free agents wanted to come here. I think same thing with, with when you talk about the fans. Like, if you're just going to be an asshole, like, a lot of these guys go through slumps. You know what I mean? A lot of them are going to struggle, and we've talked about playing baseball is hard, and if you fail seven out of ten times, you make it into the Hall of Fame. So, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't get what you're trying to accomplish. Um, like I said, I, I, there's very few players that I can think of. I think Todd Huntley was a real asshole yeah. to the fans and Here, stuff. Well, here, here's my, right. my take on what – uh, Chip was saying there, uh, yeah, you, you paid, you went in there. Um, if you want to boo, I think that's fine, but I think that's all you can do, right? Like, I don't, I think booing is the proper etiquette for expressing any sort of displeasure. If you go beyond that, if you start you know, talking about his mother or his race or other shit like that, you do not have that right. You know what I mean? So I guess what I'm well, saying how is about, if how about this? You do pay you the, the right admission, to- you might have the right to 
boo, but you have the you right can't to do it. But is it being a good fan? And that's the question because Dominic Galoro says, "Remember hearing boos for Chatwood last year? Yeah. I remember that too." And you know, is just the fact that he sucked enough to boo him? No, he's out there trying. I think I thought that sucked. That was a couple of bozos in New York. I feel like what Javi's dealing with is totally different. Booing is a lifestyle in New York, and Javi's not used to it. And neither was Lindor in Cleveland. And so they're over there like, these fucking assholes boo us every night. And Javi's like, I tell you what we do. We're going to go out there and we're going to give them the thumbs down. Now, I wonder how about, how about, about how you feel about that. Because is it right for an employee to boo the customer? Because I got into that on Twitter today. It's just like, okay, am I allowed to go? And some freaking horrible woman comes into the gap, and I'm folding clothes, and she's being snotty, telling me to do this, telling me to do that. No, sorry, we don't have it in your size. Look in the back. Bitch, it's not in the back. I know this is the last thing. You know, like, do I have the right to be mean to that woman because she's being horrible, or do I got to toe the company line? Customer's always right because you know that's what? what I'm going to say the same thing I just said about Chip's comment. Let's just start booing people we don't like. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. What is the Spotify Green Room app? Why, it's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can just share your own experiences on the app. Um, Spotify is free, as I said. It's audio-only social media platform. Bring sports fans together. You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to big news, rumors and games, uh, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. So uh, you can join in on a conversation with me and the other fellas on the Sun Ranto Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. And uh, we try to do something a little different on there every single week, come up with a topic that uh, will include you. So won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? Uh, it's free to download. Check it out. Um, all you got to do is go over to the iOS app store or the uh, Android store. You create a profile. You download it. You create a profile. You link your Twitter. You join in on the league. We're on MLB. There's also a Cubs group. And you follow us at Sun Ranto Show to be notified when our room goes live. So, uh, once again, Tuesdays at 6 p.m., uh, every week, uh, uh, and uh, you can find us right there doing a live show. Uh, won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. The, the old lady comes <laughs> in; she's being a bitch. You're trying to do your job, and and as she's bitching, you just look at her and go, "Boo, boo, boo!" boo. <laughs> oh, no, you don't think I How booed people to their face with- before? I think that would be great just to start booing people. Did she now? Uh, uh, Bill Sugar says, "Don't feed the trolls." Like I said, you know what I mean. Like you're a professional. I mean, would I do that? No. Is this one of those rally around each other and only you know that 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 the clubhouse mentality? Nobody knows except us. I always think that's kind of lame. Just just do your job and do the best that you can. And but honestly, it would be something that if I was a player and I was signing because you know players are going to get their money right. So if you are a great player, you're going to get your money. Do you really want to? And, and I, I can't remember. I've read a million <laughs> articles today 
Um, it's, it's just a question of, you know, you signed that deal with New York. I remember Randy Johnson. You guys remember Randy Johnson was just an absolute stud. And he played for, what, Seattle, and then he went to Arizona. And he had a stint of the Yankees, and it just did not work out for him there. And he was miserable. And when he was miserable, they were miserable towards him. And it was just a, like if I'm a player, I, I would think twice about if I really want to deal. Some, some players thrive in it don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And others, I think, would probably be – like, like, like you said, I, I think that when you're Javi Baez, all those World Series Cubs, even Jason Hayward, like, you know what I mean? Like, even he's like, well, the rain delay speech, like we, because of everything that happened. But now he goes over there and he had some good plays when he first came. I remember he had a slide. He kind of had one of those goofy, you know, one of those goofy hobby little league plays, you know, and then it was all great. But the second you like don't do something great or struggle or fuck up, which Javi is known to do. Or, or swing at a pitch five feet too early. Right. At that point, then you're going to, you're going to be booed mercilessly. It's like, what the hell? What did I do? I, you know what I mean? I, you know, you yeah. come out. You How come did out he not here know that was going to happen there though? Like, did he, was he not at another in a Cubs game at any time where things were going bad for the Mets and everybody freaked out or the Yankees and just know that New Yorkers are like this. They do it. Boston's the same way. Philadelphia is the same way. They have that reputation. You know what? So hey, but I think but maybe it's funny. Puerto Ricans I think are it's like hilarious. this. Maybe maybe this is what Puerto Ricans are like. You boo me, I'll boo you back. Boo- maybe that's what they want to do. And I'm look, I'm all here for it. I am 100% on Lindor and Javi's side. Fucking me too. And if I'm the manager, this is what I want. I'm going to look right at those two guys and I'm going to say you go out there and you hit every goddamn ball and then you look at the fans and you and give you them a thumbs the down up. and you'd be like, keep booing, motherfucker. I'm hitting. You know what I mean? And then make it a thing. How fucking funny would that be if Javi walks out and does, uh, uh, Artie said earlier, yeah. I like the heel hobby. He goes out, puts the hand in the ear and the fucking fans just go. And then he hits a freaking grand slam. I love it. It would be fucking great. You got to play into this. Look, if this is what they're going to do, if this is what's going to motivate them, let them go. Michael Jordan, the great Michael Jordan. I, I took offense to that. He took offense to everything. Everybody puts out, it's been going around a lot lately, was uh, fuck them kids, right? Yeah. Like he was supposed to like, he had to, if he made 10, if he didn't make 10 free throws in a row, Meme, like yeah. he'd give them all free shoes. He fucking hit 10 free throws. You're like, Michael, why'd you do that? He's like, fuck them kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it's about. Play the fucking game. Be good. And show, show your fucking personality. The, the Jordan would often... Up. You know, he, he would, he would look right at somebody and be like, Hey, what's up? What, 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 what now? What now? You were talking shit. What now? Look again, no, they're, they're now in thumbs down. This booze for you. What now? They're now in a situation though with Javi. It doesn't matter. He's there. What, like two, the thumb wire, though. Where he is down. What? He's going to be there for two months, not even a month and a half, two months. And then he gets to go on. The thing is, 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 is that the owner backed the truck up for Lindor. He's there 10 years. You got 10 years of this guy. And I remember when, uh, we got Alfonso Soriano in 2007 and Steve Stone used to say, like, 
you should tell Cub fans, like, you know, he does some good things, he does some bad things, but guess what? Get fucking used to him because he's not going anywhere. No one's taking that contract. No, It's like people even now is like, trade Hayward. Where? For what? For who? What do you expect to get? For a bucket of balls. Okay, sure. I'm sure Tom Ricketts wants to spend $24 million for a bucket of balls. That ain't happening, so get used to it. And so now that's the thing with with the Mets. They got Lindor. Now I think the president of the Mets had a statement saying, like, oh, Mets fans are loyal and smart and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, look at this Trying to – yeah, Sandy Alderson. Sandy Alderson says – uh, he, uh, that Javi stated with his thun- thumbs down gesture during the game was a message to fans who recently abooed him, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players and the organiz- organization are frustrated. Booing is every fan's right. The Mets will not tolerate blah, blah, blah. Mets fans are loyal. Please keep buying tickets, blah, 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 blah. So he, they're not standing up for Javi in this uh, there, you know, and everybody's saying he's burning a bridge now to the Mets who probably would have backed up the truck for him too. Cause you got that, you know, Cohen trying to make uh, a splash uh, in New York. It's gone terribly. It's gone very Mets. Like, you know, you guys have both brought up the Mets ownership. And uh, I honestly think that this is the bigger story a fucking player putting thumbs down is pretty goddamn tame. But what nobody wants is to hear from the owner. The owner has come out and said, why aren't these guys hitting? They suck. They fucking need to hit better. Okay. The owner is talking shit about his team. Right. And he's like, we're going to find some shit out and blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. That's a bigger red flag than anything, you know, Lindor or Javi have done so far. Like, totally you just do not want that guy. Now, and, right. and, 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 you, and as much as you think you would, you do not want your owner on Twitter. No. Like, no. if your owner has a Twitter account, that's You're a fucked. problem. So here's my next question. So now that he's burned this bridge with the Mets, seemingly, and the Yankees, because all of New York hates him. Maybe the Yankees fans love him now. He's going to end up being a Yankee. Uh, but it's not going to go well. How uh, does this mean? Because everybody saw this. They're like, come home, Javi. Come back to us. And uh, we'll love you and take care of you. Like, does the, And then I got other people telling me now he's going to have to take a discount. He fucked up and nobody will ever give him a deal. He's burned all the bridges at all the major leagues. I don't believe that to be the case, but I'm hearing that hyperbole. So what I'm wondering, do you think that the Cubs now have a shot at him because he's like, that would never happen in Chicago or would he take a deal somewhere in the Midwest? Cause he's not dealing with that bullshit. I think, I think, uh, you know, either way, I think with Javi, it's, uh, it's really – he's such a streaky player. And then you saw that after that MVP season where he was in the running with Christian Yelich, you know, his numbers have just really kind of gone down. The thing that's fun about him is is that you might well, see wasn't something – was 2019 though? So the next season was – 2017, 20, was it 2019? I think it was 2019. Then 2020 was bullshit for everybody. But, yeah, so his numbers aren't as good this year as they were in that season. I thought it was – I'll have to take a look. I was pretty sure 2018 because that was I mean, the wild. Was that the wild card game? Yeah, maybe that was, was the wild. Some, somebody in the 
yeah, somebody in the yeah, it was twenty eighteen because that was when they went into the wild card and Yelich turned it on in September. Yep, twenty eighteen, and then Baez kind of did. And that was the one game, uh, game one sixty three that year, and then yeah. twenty nineteen they didn't make it, and uh, Madden was launched. So no, you know, it was uh, you know, it, since that year though, in twenty eighteen, it's just the numbers have gone down. And the question has always been, is he going to lay off that, the, the breaking stuff, the, the low, sl- the slider low away? And it just doesn't see, I mean, that one that was the other day, I mean, that's just Javi, that's going to happen. And so I don't think he was going to get, I think that if the pandemic didn't happen 2020, I think he would have signed an extension roughly about, you know, for 175 million would have been roughly where I would have seen him getting it. Well, now and that, I think and that's he's where our ownership. And that's where our ownership fucking sucks. What the fuck does the pandemic have to do with shit? Did they think it was going to last forever? Like, no, it put, was, in, it was, put in some fucking, put it in was, some, uh, some uh, have the lawyers just add some shit, say, you know, hey, we're going to give you this money because the fuck the pandemic. Like, it's that money's going to start in. 2022 because that's an extension Listen, right they, and then you they, fucking pay it because that might be an excuse they, they're using the pandemic as an excuse right now to cut everything they everything, you know, fired yeah. everybody but that i think that was all part of their original plan they kind of told us to our faces what they were going to do they said we're going to come we're going to change fundamentally how wrigley field is we're going to be a good neighbor meaning we're going to uh knock down a McDonald's and build a, a hotel over it. And we're going to, you know, make a little park for you where you can have, uh, you know, wiggle worms classes for your kids. And we're, and uh, we're going to have a Starbucks where you get a latte now closed. And, and, and then we're going to win the world series. We're going to get all the best players. We're going to win the world series. And then they did all that stuff. And then they slowly dismantled they, they wanted to do it again i really do believe they thought they ha- might have had a dynasty on their hand theo fucked that up but you know at this point they're just doing what they said they were gonna do which is it you know they couldn't thread the needle everything fell apart and that the pandemic is now the excuse i think ultimately that they're using as cover to do what they were going to do anyway from what was- javi's agent said though javi's agent said everything was good they were going through kind of you know the same the type of back and forth thing it, it seemed like out of the three, Javi was the one that they were most interested in keeping. That seemed to be the safe bet. Like I said, Rizzo with the back. Uh, Bryant, you know, just from that moment that they, they bullshitted him with the service time shit, it just they, always, it always seemed like it was – Right. He said – Bryant said last time they really had conversations was 2017. Okay, that's yeah. ridiculous. And yeah. so Bryant, though, his agent said, 2020 spring training, things were moving, the pandemic happened, and then after the pandemic, they never came back to the table. Now, is it because of biblical losses? Was it because Javi looked like shit in 2020? I don't know. There's a lot of things people to consider. Saying, I'm just saying, people right. are now saying that because of this debacle with Javier Baez, uh, that he will come back. That this will and, be and honestly, it, it, and you could probably get a better price than what you would have gotten originally. He he is versatile and can play a lot of different positions. Uh, it's just if you expect Javi Baez to be a, a guy that carries a franchise, he's not that. No, not that any, he, not anymore. He probably had that year, just like you were saying, the same as the Yelich year. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, 
And then everybody kind of falls down. He, he strikes out a shit ton. I, I don't know what the Mets thought they were getting. Like, did they right. not look up his stats? Like, he leads the league in strikeouts. He's got 26 dogs. He'll park a few in your stupid home run apple. But that's about it. I I have to uh, mention something here. I think Bill Sugas uh, is cut off for the rest of the night because of this comment. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Who is, is Cards shortstop? From Bill Sugis. Bill, fucking, you're you're in timeout. No, no, no. He he redeemed himself <laughs> with this one where he says better than the bromines because we'll get to the we'll get to the White Sox series. But again, this is what ha- you we have been spoiled with elite defense from Javi that when all of a sudden you see some of the shit that like you know yeah, when you that, got a- Andrew Romine the out there. Oh God, nobody wants Javi in Cardinals red. Oh, nobody. God, no. And just for saying that, just for even fucking uttering that into any sort of existence, Bill, in timeout. It's it's chaos. It's it's <laughs> but but, but the, the Cardinals would never sign Javi Baez in a million years, even if he was not striking out because he's I not know, their type of player. And then they would sit they and got they Yachty for another year, and Yachty fucking yeah. makes he calls the shots there. Yachty wants to throw a few more uh runners out. Yeah, Yachty's like, hey, man, this is my last hurrah. This is my rocking chair tour. Who do you want to be your shortstop? He's like, give me Javi. Artie Boucher, (laughs) has someone ever come back? Yes, uh, Jason Hamill was the famous one. That was him him and uh, Samarja going to Oakland in, uh, what was it, 2015? And then they got him back for 2016. They got got him. They got him. For 2014-15, I'm sorry. Yeah, they got him in a bag of chips, you remember? Yeah, so it, Andy says that's <laughs> just as bad as Lester in Cardinal Red. I saw his stupid face pitching in a Cardinal hat uh, today, like when I was looking through the games, you know, on the, the app and stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, there he is in red. But then I was like, ah, who cares? He's been gone long enough at this point. Like, you know, we have to get over it. That's why I'm wearing my World Series champions vintage hat now that because <laughs> it's vintage at this point. Because they're all gone, and we just have to. The sooner we all accept it, the better. But it was funny to see that, that everybody was pining for Javi and you know loving on him through his Mets. Uh, obvious shirts had a gr- the great uh, the greatest uh, uh, shirt that they released today. It's now available. It's the I thumbs down emoji NY, like the yeah. old <laughs> I heart New York I thumbs down emoji NY. I showed that to Uncle Mike and uh, my friend David Brody, who's a producer at Z100 Radio out, out in uh, Manhattan. Huge Mets fans. And I go, here, here's your uh, Christmas present. And they're all like, <laughs> oh, hell no. And uh, Uncle Mike was like, I would never boo. Yeah, you, we know that about Uncle Mike. Right. A, and David Brody, I want to talk about New Yorkers and what they're saying about themselves. He goes, those were a thousand asshole clowns, drunk at the game, being douchebags. You know, the real fans wouldn't do that. And so, and David Brody and Uncle Mike, they are real fans. And they also disagree with the idea that you would boo your own players. So it's not all of them, but it was well, a, a large vocal minority. Well, well, you're talking you, about you're talking about David Brody, but how cub is what happened to David Bodie? Oh my God! All right, I'm gonna put it up. I got my the, my Twitter <laughs> stream. This is okay. it's, just gonna, it's gonna play over and over again. This is from uh, Dom Frederick. He steps on a baseball, which Dom zoomed in in on, or somebody did, and uh, David Bodie goes crashing to the ground. He twists his ankle. 
All right, watch this. Oh, and he's down. And um, that that looks like me in my fucking backyard. That like, looked like me. I'm a 45 year old man, and that totally looks like something that would happen to me. It looks like I'm, me during the last Bleacher Bum Man show. It's <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> You know, but I'm, you know, David. Bowie oh, I wish you would have to... jumped up and yelled "fuck the Cardinals." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead, he was just like trainer. What did I do? I yelled "fuck the Cardinals" and I fell again. So that's rock and roll, baby. David Bowie doesn't know how to rock and roll, and that beard makes him look slow. I'll always think that's funny now. <laughs> that's that's the complicated T-shirt. Yeah, your beard makes you look slow. Um, so you, you know, now, when I but... saw that, it made me think. Did anyone used to follow the ghost of Harry Carey? Mm-hmm. He used yes. to be one of my favorite accounts, and then he purposely deactivated it when the Cubs won the World Series. He finally got to go to heaven. But uh, he used to always just say, the good Lord hates the Cubs. It was just a, <laughs> it was just a classic line because you remember yeah. Harry used to say, the good Lord wants the Cubs to win. And so the ghost of Harry <laughs> Carey used to say, the good Lord hates the Cubs. And it was just, oh, God, what the what are the fucking odds? It would be fun to interview uh, an old-time fan from every single fan base sometime and, you know, find out why God hates your team. <laughs> you know, because you know they all got stories. Oh, yeah, God's against us. Like, except for Yankee fans are like, oh, no, God loves us. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great skit. You just go through a bunch of teams and, they, you know, they're like, ah, this is why God hates us. This is why fucking Yankees fans like, but God loves us. The God owns our are, team. The Mariners are like, we thought God was on our side with Pinella. We won 106 baseball games. And then we found out it was a, a devil's ransom. Um, so, yeah, David Bodie fell on his ass. So there's a couple of uh, roster moves that we'll go through them real quick. Uh, Meisinger and Jewel were DFA'd. Thank oh, the, the Jules. Lord. Jules was God, brutal, man. He was that, just brutal, that guy. That, that's how God is on our side, by having them DFA'd. I don't know what they're going to do with these guys. Meisinger actually has the higher earned run average. Um, I'm looking at it right now. He's got a 12-27 in seven appearances and seven innings. And um, then there's Jewel, who's got a 990. But he's. I think we hate Jewel more because he's 0-2. So now pitcher wins come into it. So you remember – him getting like the loss in some game, like it was going fine. And then Jewel came in and that's when we lost it. So we have a little bit of like loss bias with that guy, I think maybe anyway, it hasn't been good. They, the, the opponents have a three ninety one batting average off Jewel and he's given up five home runs in 10 innings. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Well, he's gone. And in their place, and so is Meisinger, who's got a – oh, who cares? And then um, let's look uh, – who, who replaced them? Uh, Efros. <laughs> that didn't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did go that well. <laughs> and so that was funny because David Ross did make a joke about it. Like, yeah, I just called them up so that when people are cussing me out, they think they're talking about the guy, the pitcher. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it, his name is a commonly used phrase in Cub fandom right now. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, right now he's got a 27 ERA, so then that's not great. And um, I got some good news for you because I, his FIP is only 24-16. 
So that ERA should come down <laughs> to, to a, a, a still undesirable level. <laughs> but uh, I was, I mean, this is like this is like spring training in fall is what we're seeing now. They got all these guys. They're going to put them up against major league pitching. They're going to see what they got. They're going to see who can handle it because you know Justin Steele turned purple out there. Like I mean, it was a million degrees, but you know it's. You can see who can, but baseball is played in the summer. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it was, uh, it was also like I said, it's the only thing that's given kind of Cubs fans hope right now is seeing a guy like Alfonso Rivas making his debut. So he's definitely somebody that Cubs fans have had on first, their radar. First Are you excited on that? I mean, like I said, I I, I don't know. What I, like I said, I, I just. To me, I'd rather see them than, than like I said, like the 33-year-old Romine brother. You know what I mean? I'd rather see a 24-year-old kid. Does he have a lot of power? No, he doesn't. But but he's a guy that, that makes a lot of contact. And so it's just trying to figure out, you know, how do you want to construct this team? Where where does Rivas play? Uh, you know, who's, who's going to be the third baseman of the future? All these different questions that kind of, you know, that you kind of think baseman. about. He's a first baseman. Right. What I'm talking about, though, is if he's a first baseman with well, no power, but, but where, Carly, are getting, where are you getting your power Carly already knows that Schwindel has that job. Schwindel's already got that job in Crawley's mind, so he right. wants to know where Revis is going to play. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to think about where those power numbers are coming if they're not coming from first. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wisdom right now is is kind of who you're doing. You're a 30-year-old rookie. I don't know how many people think that's going to last. Forever. I always I always like, laugh. Do you remember when Ichiro got rookie of the year and you're like, this guy's not a rookie. I mean, like, like he's, he's a grown-ass well, man. Especially Ichiro because he was playing Major League Baseball in Japan. It's not like he was in the fucking minors and working his way trying to do it like he just decided to switch leagues yeah well they're, they're just throwing these guys and they're you know Efros is not that young I mean isn't he 20 well I guess he's kind of young 29 20 he's he's the same age as Schwarber or maybe a little younger no that's, I'm, F, that's F and young and the other thing to consider too is that pitchers usually kind of tend to develop later than position players yeah, yeah and it, and when you get a, a pitcher, especially if they're going to be a bullpen guy, you can get a year or two out of them if they come up that late. You know, yeah, like twenty seven, twenty seven. Yeah, that's not, not. Yeah, no, that's terrible. not bad. I mean, you can get a good five years out of that guy. Yeah, and, and then I agree get rid with of you. him before he hits free agency, and you have to pay him. I totally agree with you, Crawley. Like, I want to see these guys up, see what we've got, and Rivas got. Uh, Two hits, he got a single and a double, and now he has an OPS plus of three forty-eight. And I think no, I think Louis fun. Robert also robbed him of a third hit. Yeah, yeah, I got a great I, play, you know. You know, and do we? I mean, do we really know what we're looking at right now with these guys? No, uh, Revis pops up there, he gets a couple of hits. It's great. Like in a season like this, this is what we have. This is the story. These are the stories that we have because we don't have the stories of these guys are doing amazing and they're going to break some records or they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that. So we have to glom onto the good stories that we have, even if the story is Rivas hit the first pitch he ever saw in the major leagues. That's a fun story. And that's all it is. We don't know shit about the kid and 
maybe we'll find out and maybe we won't like we don't well, know how long they're going to let him play. He's not all that impressive. He's the left-handed Greg Schwindel. Schwindel's actually has more power in the bat, you know. Uh like I said, we don't know we don't we don't know what we have at Revis. What has he played one game? It, is it Greg Schwindel? <laughs> well, I mean the, the word is Greg Dykeman. Uh, Frank Schwindel. Frank, Frank, Schwindel. Frank Schwindel and Greg Dykeman. I'm thinking of <laughs> Greg Schwindel. Remember that old pitcher from the Indians in like 1987? <laughs> so, uh, but no, in fact, uh, I saw that. And he had a senior moment. The Schwivas Shwe- Plat- uh, platoon is possible, according to Brett Taylor, who's oh, uh, someone in the know. But like, you got the lefty, you got the righty. Maybe they throw both those guys out there. Maybe some of them can but, do a little outfield spot. Maybe some of them can play a little third, like you know. Crawley was just, saying that's, like, it's just not a good way of doing things. It's the same thing as is you know. I keep hearing about possibly platooning Hermosillo and uh, Ortega. You know all this stuff. It's like you, how many platoons you want to end up having? You know what I mean? Depends, depends the, the Cubs are going to have twenty-seven guys. They're all going to be position players because every right, position is going to be fucking platooned. You need pitchers that can play second base. Is what you need. Um, well, so we anyway, had a second baseman that could play pitcher, apparently. And so we, did. The other thing I like about Efros, and we'll see what happens because it hasn't gone well so far. You know, he really did suck uh, when he when he went out there against the White Sox in his debut. But um, is he's a side armor, and I kind of always it's and it's not a total submariner or a submariner. The mariner, baby. It. <laughs> but uh, it's it's kind of like a little dip, bit of a different look, and I always thought that's cool. So I don't know. So he he gets uh, he, he gets a feather in his cap from me. All right, game one. You got a poem. Let's talk about this series, shall we? I, <laughs> we I won do, a game, so I do have bad. a poem. A Cubs poem, one thirty. Chicago White Sox seventeen. Chicago Cubs thirteen. God damn. Uh, Chicago was swinging, clubs were thumping on the south side, putting in work at the stockyard, shipping horse hide. Broad shoulders worked, black and blue, enough for all. Red line connecting, Wrigley, Comiskey, history, baseball. There it is. I decided to have a little more fun with that one. Well, most of these, <laughs> rather than actually talk about the game. What a shit show this fucking game was. That's what my poem would have been called. Shit show. <laughs> Everyone sucked. The It was hot. No, uh, it, it was so hot and muggy that night. And I think that had a lot to do with how shit showy this game was. But I was so excited when the Cubs jumped out to that 6 nothing lead. You know, like... I was like, in your fucking face, White Sox fans, like, eat it. And uh, it, it, especially when, off of Dallas Keuchel, who was being such a little prick, like, when he was with the Astros, he's like, we're not the Cubs. It's like, yeah, you're not. You're going to actually go to the World Series, and we're not. So he was actually right about that. But he was wrong about uh, how he could face the Cubs because we kicked the shit out of him. And it was fun to see. Yeah. Well, what, how how were you doing? Were you wait, jumping wait, wait, up and down and slapping high fives in that first inning? No, I, I, you know, I know what the bullpen looks like, and and that wasn't even, and it wasn't even the bullpen that really let it go. You know what I mean? So I, I you know, when I took a look at game one, it, it was like, oh boy, that's a good start. I'm really shocked, but can the Cubs hold it? You, yeah, you, you I just got confused. Good. I thought Arietta played for the Padres now. 
because yeah. that was the exact same situation he had. Well, and well, here's the thing: is you got freaking. Uh, I, I said it was Steele before. It was Thompson. Thompson's out there. He turns bright purple. Fifty five pitches through two or some shit like that. I don't know what it was, but it was bad. And then you got to throw who came out after that. Um, I got it in the notes here. So it, yeah, he went through two, but then he could not Samson? get it out. He Samson, could not get it yeah. out in the third. Yeah. So then they brought in Adrian. Yeah. Adrian. And those guys are the same guy to me right now. Thompson and Samson. <laughs> they both turned purple. They both look the exact same. They were all, they went out there and I'm like, this is like you talk about the pitch lab. I think that they are actually making Frankenstein monsters down there. Like uh, these guys can't be they're the exact same type of person. Every dude they throw out there is the same kind of pitcher. Throws 93, trying to get the spin, turns purple when it's hot, like every single one of them. Well, and that's who they drafted too. When Carly and I did that green room where we went through the draft picks, like everybody threw fucking uh, 91, 92, and they had like a good curveball or a changeup. And it's just like, that's not going to, I mean, at some point you need a, somebody to just throw the ball hard. Yeah. Um, it, it's what you're hoping is, is that, that there's plenty of variety that we want to have the same problem that played the last core, which was two of the same profiles. Yeah, well, exactly, and it seems like they they've zagged hard after they zigged hard, you know, and that's what's confusing about it. It's like why, what's so hard about uh, you know putting together something that's diverse and works together and clicks like a machine where every single part does its part, and that I don't know. That's that's what I'm seeing from my point of view, and we all watch it every day, but. You know, there's other people that get paid a lot more money to do the things that aren't working. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, the one thing I did like about this game was that the Cubs fought. And, like, that was nice to see that, you know, Hayward was getting his hits. Hap has stayed kind of hot again. Yeah, and, wisdom uh, keeps w- tracking. Wisdom, wisdom to Homer, Homer. Homers in this game, two homers in the next game too. By the way, which that hasn't been done. Like he's got, he's going to hit it more home runs than Chris Bryant did, unless at he, bats. He's going to hit more home runs than singles. The guy seems to like not get on base unless he somehow gets walked, or he's trotting around all four of them. So well, you know, this has been a this has been a weird season that we've been talking about with just weird all time bad records. And this game gave us another all time bad record, which was just it just right. So this one particularly was talking. This is from Ed Hardick. Jordan Bastion tweeted about the Cubs have lost back to back games despite scoring at least ten runs in both games. For only the second time in franchise history. The last time they did this was in 1894. See, so, that doesn't even count. 1894. Yeah, that's like, not a real year. It's like, not even right. Yeah, yeah. Like 1894, seven. July 27th, July 28th. They lost 14 to 12 to the Reds and they lost 19 to 3 to the Reds. So the Cubs, in that second half of that crazy doubleheader against the Rockies, lost 13 to 10. And then 
again, this is they they sit there and they blow this game that they had a six nothing lead and they scored ten runs and they still lose. Yeah, they scored twenty three runs in two games and lost them both. The they last scored, time, the they last scored time that thirty runs in three games and went one and two. And the last time that happened, there was like some Civil War veteran like hopping around on like a wooded leg at the game. Like he was, <laughs> his bat was just his crutch. Yeah, exactly. He just was. He took his leg off, went up to bat, got a home, got a home run on like on another guy without an arm. Like people were missing fingers regularly. These are a bunch of farm boys playing each other after just shooting at each other in the middle of uh, you know battlefields for yeah. lack of a better term <laughs> but um let, let's move on to game two because but uh i loved this game first of all okay. alec mills you want me to go with the poem first yeah poem first yeah all right cubs poem 131 chicago cubs seven chicago white Sox zero Patrick, rookie season magic, nothing but bat flips, bad hair on his upper lip, wisdom with Williams, Cubs giant, now he eyes Bryant, the grand, slam for Mottega, Hoyer the Omega, Mills on the Hill, impression of Gaga, Sox house shutout, Cubs with the route. Dude, you went a little, you went a little hip hop on that. Yeah, one. I, I was gonna a, drop a beat, but I knew there'd be a delay because we, we'd be talking about the delay in the chat, and be like, I know, I and literally, I finished, and I'm just looking at you, and you're just staring, like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know, I, I, I was playing beat the streak, and then I just quit because this is like so baseball. So I had this strategy, right, that I thought was brilliant: is the Cubs bullpen sucks. So just as long as you pick somebody playing the Cubs, somebody's going to get a hit off that bullpen, whoever you pick. <laughs> that was my strategy. So now you get Lance Lynn, who who is literally one of the best pitchers this year, in contention for the Cy Young against Alec Mills, Alec Mills, who looks like the accountant from Dunder Mifflin. And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and Jesus Christ, you knock him out of the game, and Alec Mills goes nine, what, eight and a third? Yeah. Eight and a third. Yeah. Unexpected. And he saved the bullpen for the next day, which I was super excited about because I'm like, oh, maybe we got a chance at two or three because we got our guy going uh, the next day with Kyle and the bullpen's rested. And uh, all I could think is that David Ross has given up on the season because he didn't pull Mills in the fucking sick. Well, like he just decided, fine, just keep going. I got Mills' game here, right? Uh, so if you, first of all, the bad news the time before, just so you don't get too excited about Alec Mills. He gave up seven <laughs> runs. He gave up seven we're runs here, to the Royals. We're here to kill your Alec yeah. Mills love. Yeah, yeah. Seven runs to the Royals, and uh, he only went four in 100 pitches. This time, he went 8.1, got it in the ninth, 103 pitches, four hitter, uh, two walks, three strikeouts, one hit by pitch, um, but he only threw 59 strikes. Um, only four strikes swinging, 13 ground balls. Because the White Sox, they're just up there hacking. They're swinging at everything, and they're making contact. But he got his ground balls, and he got his fly balls, and luckily none of them went out of the ballpark. So he was able to keep them off balance and get them to swing like shit. Wait, and, pop that back up there real quick. That sure. <laughs> I love the four innings pitched. 
100 pitches, 8.1 innings pitched, 103 pitches. I just said that, Michael. I just oh, told you? I was getting a beer. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, when, when you looked at Mills, I mean, it was, hey, I don't care what you do. If you go eight and a third against this White Sox lineup, which is pretty damn good, and you can hold them down, I don't care what you do. I don't care how you did it. You, you did it. And and they, like I said, that team is absolutely stacked lineup-wise. And so there's no way. I, I would have bet $1,000. that This is why I don't gamble. I would have bet $1,000 Mills wouldn't have lasted more than five. You know, but that uh, we saw that a few times in the past with Hendricks. This is how Hendricks used to do it. You know, he'd throw these – Everybody knows that he's throwing soft, so they're willing to be aggressive. So you've got to make them go after those pitches that they can't do a lot with. And, I mean, Hendricks built his career on it, and Mills has as well. He's just not – he hasn't been as good at it. But he gets a night like tonight, like he did with the no-hitter last year or the year before, whatever the fuck that was. And, you know, this is what happens. It's like you just – you can do a lot if you're dictating where the ball is being hit. You know, it's, it's, I you love need, that type of baseball. You need a defense behind you that is incredible. And That's the Cubs true. do not, and, and instead they're throwing Andrew Rulemine out there. And, you know, we've had Javi out there. The, the Cubs win probably quite a few of these games that they've lost if they, play it all differently and have well obviously well, have we, we talked player. about this we talked about this at the beginning of the season and it was why we were mad when Nico Horner wasn't the everyday second baseman to start the season we talked about guys like Mills and Hendricks and Davies and guys that pitched to contact and if you're going to do that if you want to zag instead of zig like Danny was talking about then you better have some really good defenders behind you because you cannot give up outs because these guys are not going to miss bats. So when 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 Romine missed that pop-up and then that floodgate of the inning goes, oh. I mean, that just absolutely kills you. And like I said, these guys don't, for the most part, I mean, Hendricks may be a little bit more than the others, but these guys in general cannot get out of messes. And there's another thing to kind of bring up here, and that's the umpiring crews for the weekend, okay? So the first game, it was David Rackley. And David Rackley had a great game, 95% accurate, 99% consistent. You you barely, you know, you ask any baseball player, they said as long as the zone's the same, you know, for both teams, it'd be 99% and he was above average for accuracy. The second game, the umpire was even better. So you're looking at the umpire for that one was Larry Vanover. And with Larry Vanover, he was 100% consistent and 96% accurate. Now, when you talk about Hendricks and you talk about Mills, and I remember this with Dempster when in 2008 NLCS, is that when you have an – or I'm sorry, NLDS in 2008, when, when, when Dempster was another guy that needed to live on the edges. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you talk about Mills, when you talk about Hendricks, these are guys that need those calls. And if you get a bad ump, it, it, it affects those guys differently because they're going to have to go right into that zone. And that's what you do not want to do. Yeah. And that's good. Oh, I wrote that in the, for the game three about how the umpire sucked barber. God, he was God awful. Like he was calling. He, I, I think Dylan sees pitches maybe too fast in as well, because 
he couldn't see anything that Cease was throwing. He was two, three inches outside the zone. The guy was like, strike three, strike three, ringing the Cubs up. And for Hendricks, it didn't seem like he was doing it at all. Like he wasn't giving him the corner of anything because he could see it because it was slower. Cease pitches faster. Crawley, what was, what was the grade sheet on game three? Yeah. Sean Barber yeah, that- was 93% consistent. So that's below average on consistency. And he was 91% accurate, which is definitely low, below average on both of those. So, yeah, you can tell. right. And so Hendricks has to go right at, you know, you're, you're now in a 3 1 or, or 2 0 count. Now, now he has to go in there and he doesn't feel like he's going to get the call. Now, now that's when Hendricks gets into a lot of trouble. There's nothing yeah, he can he do gives, in that situation. Gives up dongs. And, but what I'm saying is that Cease was the opposite, that mm-hmm. you know he was giving Cease those calls. That right. inconsistency came at, I think, it. I know that sometimes you can see who it favors more. Do, do you see that data and what you're looking at? Yeah, it, it was a .31 runs for the White Sox. Yeah. Oh, you could tell. You could tell, but it's yeah, you, you, big wait. Did you say point three one or did you say uh, one three thirteen? Uh, point three one, <laughs> not one three. <laughs> and forget the point because I think it was thirteen. Uh, but, but before we get out of before we get out of game two completely, I do. And not only did Wisdom hit two home runs, he was flashing leather in that game too, and he was picking some balls that I was really impressed. The White Sox hit the ball hard. And he was picking him, and he's double got a, plays. He, double plays. He had is he has a strong arm. Like I might be getting on the whiz train. <laughs> I'm on the whiz train. I'm on the whiz train. I'm right with you. Might as well. And I am not. The, I am not on the whiz train. It's a fun story, but I'm not on the whiz train. So uh, <laughs> you know this, that second home run. That second home run tied Patrick Wisdom with uh, Billy Williams for. Billy Williams held the record for rookie home runs for the Cubs for <laughs> many years until Bryant beat him. And now he's one home run away from Bryant with a fucking month left. Like, he's I mean, these guys are going to break Bryant. Billy Williams was like 20 years old and Chris Bryant was like 22. And but, it's the funny but, thing but is this guy, we're talking. But they were also, they're also, well, I mean, Billy Williams is a fucking Hall of Famer. I mean, right. Hall of Famer. And Chris Bryant, a lot of people thought he would be a Hall of Famer. Rookie of the Year and MVP. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Wisdom was a nobody. Nobody knew who he was. He showed up May 25th, I think. So, like, almost two months late. And he, I mean, so two months less, he's now one away from the Golden Boys' entire first season. You know, Here's the like, question. Here's the question. When they make the statue of him for outside of Wrigley Field, do, <laughs> does he have the mustache or not? Like, are we doing the <laughs> bronze oh, mustache look, or no? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I hate the, the mustache. It was in the poem. The mustache is bad. It's a terrible look. They all look. have bad mustaches. You know, in, you, but you know what? Children wearing mustaches. Yes, but Patrick Wisdom is like goddamn – model material he's a beautiful man and when he puts that mustache on it just it i'm just like what are you doing dude i got middle-aged ugly guy covered you do you i got this you know like just be fucking sexy and my wife will watch more games with me 
We were laughing at that. We were, we were concerned about the idea of giving Rizzo in another five years because of his age and because of his back. Wiz is one year younger than Anthony Rizzo. One yeah. year. Oh, but he's still got like four years of control. <laughs> <laughs> Seven <There> options. <laughs> the Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. What is the Spotify Green Room app? Why, it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can just share your own experiences on the app. Um, Spotify's free, as I said. It's audio-only social media platform. Bring sports fans together. You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to big news, rumors and games, uh, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. So uh, you can join in on a conversation with me and the other fellows on the Sun Ranto Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. And uh, we try to do something a little different on there every single week, come up with a topic that uh, will include you. So won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? Uh, It's free to download. Check it out. Um, All you got to do is go over to the iOS app store or the uh, Android store. You create a profile. You download it. You create a profile. You link your Twitter. You join in on the league. We're on MLB. There's also a Cubs group. And you follow us at Sunranto Show to be notified when our room goes live. So, uh, once again, Tuesdays at 6 p.m., uh, every week, uh, uh, and uh, you can find us right there doing a live show. Uh, won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. And uh, another guy I want to mention about this series is Rafael Ortega with that granny. He's got like he's got quite the like penchant for that uh, dramatic flair. Maybe um, you know I'm looking at his clutch stats here. Um, He's he's been doing. I mean, he's he's incredible. If you that's his what second grand slam. Second girl, he's just got like like somebody just farted in the room. I know. Well, listen, <laughs> it's, it's only it's only forty plate appearances, thirty one games, but with runners in scoring position, he's got an OPS of one point oh four nine. And three of his home runs have come there in forty plate appearances. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here and, and being like, how have we fallen this far? Exactly. How so quickly. have we? Exactly. Hold on, Frank Schwindel guy, maybe. Hold, oh, look, I, I'm with you, Schwindel. Uh, I just try to make it fun. Wisdom has enough under his belt now to make us start to think about him actually being at this team. Ortega, though. Ortega's the best goddamn center fielder that we've had in how many years? Yeah, well, Dan Crowley, all you want's a fucking center fielder. That's all you want. You've been complaining about it all year. You want a center fielder. He doesn't blow my mind as a he doesn't blow my mind as a defensive center fielder. He's he's That's, had some yeah. decent offensive numbers. What I'm looking for is like a legit center fielder that can make like I said, when I watched Louis Robert on the south side. That give me yeah, one of those, good. please. Yeah. Please check, please on that. Someone that can get to I'll it. Take yeah. Someone that can get to the well, ball. Like I said, he robbed uh uh what's his name? Rivas's third hit that day. 
And so that should have been three hits. I think that ball yeah. in play had like a 333 average on it. Well, how and about so, Ambrosio going and getting a few in, in Sox Park? Like he, he stole one over the wall. Yeah, there's one three. over the wall. He made a couple over the shoulder catches. Uh, didn't he? Who made that one in left field? I forget who was playing left field. But was it? Was a nice catch in left on Sunday? Yeah, but one of the guys, I think in game three, was that. And I can't remember who was out there in center. Uh, just got eaten up by a ball. But let, let me ask player. you. Let me let me ask you guys a question they here, okay? Because we just saw the White Sox, and the White Sox, the arrows are going in different directions for the two Chicago teams. If Patrick Wisdom was on the White Sox, Cubs arrows. What What do you think he? Pl- where do you think he's on the team? Ortega or Wisdom? Pick either one of them. Either one of those guys make the team. When next year? <laughs> I'm saying on this lineup right now, if if all of a sudden, no. yeah, if if you were the if you were the White Sox and 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 and, and Jed calls up and says you can have anyone you want for the old proverbial bucket of balls, you can have Ortega, you can have Wisdom. Who do you want? Yeah, n- neither one of them are on the team. Maybe but they're replacing like. Gosh, who's that guy that like makes the weird face in the in his picture? Um, so right right now, little Yumper says yes over Jake Lamb. Uh, Nathan yeah, Allen Lamb says might be one. Bench yeah, I was gonna say I could see I could see Wisdom getting picked up. I mean, you've got the DH in that league. So what so I'm saying is is that the two guys that everybody's bopper. super excited about would be a bench bat on a legit team. Yeah, that's yeah, my be a bench bat on that team too. Yes, right. No, that, that is my concern is that when people get excited about wisdom and his handsomeness and Ortega and his 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 you know flair for the dramatic, these are guys that are on on a good team. Don't even get at bats. David Bodie also known for a flair for the Correct. dramatic. I was going to say Andrew Vaughn. That's who I was. Uh, Andrew Vaughn's hitting. Pretty damn well. I don't know. I think I ride the young Andrew, what, 22, 23-year-old kid who hits the ball hard and makes good contact. Dude, he's be- he's a left fielder. He bats two fifty three. He's got a three twenty nine OBP. He's got 15 home runs and 371 at-bats. It's a – I would say that's Patrick So what Wisdom. you're saying is he's better than any left fielder we've had this season. Yeah. Well, and he's only 23 <laughs> and Patrick Wisdom is 30. So right. that, you know. So. so little Yumper says, I mean, this is all we have, Crawley, LOL. Yeah, what, what would you want us to do? I don't know, little Yumper. That's why I'm freaking the shit out, man. Yumper, it's Yumper I don't that's know what I was saying. Do. That's what I was saying earlier. That's where we're at in this season. We have I, to grab onto the good stories. And if Patrick Wisdom wins Rookie of the Year at 30 years old, and breaks the Cubs like uh, team Chris. rookie home run record, and does all this shit. Those are fun things. Baseball's fun. Let's let's fucking get on that train. And as much as maybe he doesn't like, we feel like overall this may not be the guy to really hold down third base. He could hold down third base next year, and they could spend that money somewhere else. Where they need yeah. it, like in I mean, there, there's there's no doubt. I just all of a sudden, like I see people freaking out about like literally thinking that like Patrick Wisdom's the real deal or Raphael. It's, I, yeah, it's, I've seen a lot of that on Twitter too. There's a there is a lot of 
over hype out there for these guys. I agree with you, Carl. Well, and I mean, it is because, like you said, Michael, it's a good story. It's all we got. And like, oh, hey, look at what Frank the Tank did. What a funny guy. Or look yeah. at Patrick Wisdom. He's got yeah, a little mustache. And, it's like, and, and I'm all for all of that. It's, But I'm with you as well in that just don't project this out to next year. Let's just have fun in the moment. Let's be present. Let's be grateful every day. Uh, let's listen to the Maharishi and, you know, fucking say om and, you know, just get through this season. It's, right, well, it's kind of like what movie like was that? Oh, shit. That's where I'm at. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. I just don't know. I saw a Paul Sullivan article about not spending next year because what's the fucking point? And I'm just freak. Like I said, I'm seriously like. How much are they going to spend? Are they going to spend? I don't know. Does anyone want to come here on this losing team right now when you would only be like, how many pieces do you legit think you can pick up? And so it's like I'm sitting here right now, and it's like you're playing Texas Hold'em, right? Like you never just sit there and, and like hope for one card out of a deck, okay? You want to have a multiple outs. Like what are the outs? Where are we going? What are the opportunities for the Cubs to get back to prominence quickly. And I, uh, Nathan Allen, I think said, Brendan Davis, they're not going to rush these guys. They're not going to. And I think that there's, I think that there is a school of thought within the Cubs organization that a lot of times uh, the, there was an idea that a lot of these guys were rushed through the system more quicker than they wanted to because of what was just happening in the season. And all of a sudden this guy comes up and he's on fire and you can't put him down now. And I think they're going to be more careful about, uh, thank you, Cubs Dodge, 1981, Cheech and Chong. Yep. When Cheech was too high in the car. Thank you. But yeah, uh, it was, it was up in smoke, up in smoke <laughs> when he, when he took, all, he took all the acid, all the acid. <laughs> What's the license, you, man? My license is on the bumper. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't disagree. I don't think Sullivan's holding water for anybody. I mean, I, I, I oh, don't what? No bullshit. Sullivan's fucking holding. They water. all do. They all hold water for to each a degree. Other. But there's what I'm telling always, you is, is think about what he, think about what he is saying is the same thing that I've been saying. I'm not holding water for anybody yeah. is I don't think that they're going to have a, a, a platinum MX card and buy everybody. It just doesn't seem realistic. So, like I yeah. told you, we need a first baseman. We need a third baseman. We need a left center fielder. We need a center fielder. We need a right fielder. We need three pitchers. That's a fucking shit ton of money. So, somebody tell me how what, what you're going to spend next year and what's going to come out of that. I don't see that happening. I think the more likely thing is find somebody who's having an off year, sign them to a very team-friendly deal, and then hope to flip them. That's what I see being uh, – I you, you get those big pieces when those other guys are closer, the Brennan Davises, the Miguel Amayas, the, all of these guys, the Cole Franklins. Everybody, that once those guys start coming up, that's exactly what the Cubs did last time, is then you go ahead and get John Lester. Then yeah. you get Ben Zobers. You build around it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you have your core and you plug in those big – ticket items when you're ready to compete. The Cubs have no chance of being willing to compete or being able to compete next year. None. Zero. Yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I, I look at it like this is like a, a rebound relationship that we're having with all these new players. 
right now in that they're all just like the, the rebound girl. You were in a long relationship and now you got this new person that oh, you just met at the bar. And hundred like, percent. Hey. I, I think Patrick wisdom is way sexier than yeah. Chris Bryant. And I want Chris to know that. And it'll last, <laughs> it'll last a year or two. It'll last a year or two. And then you'll start getting bored of the, uh, you know, this isn't going so well. Maybe our lives are going in different directions. Daddy, your rebound relationships <laughs> last a long time. What I mean, the- sometimes they can go on, on a year or two. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and as far as the Hayward regret, I think again, was it, was it a bad contract at the time? It wasn't. It, it ended up being that way, and that's hindsight, is that, again, Atlanta wanted Hayward. The Cardinals wanted Hayward. The Cardinals offered more money for Hayward. Why all of a sudden he absolutely just couldn't hit a baseball when he came to Chicago will be one of life's great mysteries. I don't yeah, know. You're, you're, of course, responding for the podcast listeners to Big Chris Litz. Uh, then you go and get yourself Jason Hayward, and you regret it every game for five years. Yeah, and and that girlfriend – is the one you met in France that almost died on your floor that one time. You know, that's, that's, that's your Jason Hayward contract, and you're somehow stuck, like, paying restitution somehow or, st- or still on probation from or, or something like that. That's what the Jason Hayward girlfriend is. This is, what, this is what I think they do next year just for – just to actually fucking do something that could possibly net – some better players early and then still be able to get rid of them later. You go out and you get your, uh, your Correa or your Seager or whatever at shortstop, right? The guy that you want and you give him, uh, 200 million, right? But you pay him 75 million in the first fucking year. And then, oh, but no, because they do annual, well, that might change in the CBA, but you do, I was going to say, because then after that, every year after, it's a much lower rate. You know what I mean? Like then you can actually trade something. I've never understood why all these teams go out and they're like, we'll give you a 1 million this year. But then in year six, when we want to get rid of you, we're going to pay you $47 million. And it's just like, what the fuck? Why don't you give them the good money up front? And then as they start to maybe fall off, like you could trade or pick up some guys you have money to work with then. Because they've got, like Carly said, they're not going to win. So if you get two guys that you commit a shit ton of money to in that one first year, but then the later years, it's lower. Then you can, you know, have money to spend later as well. Well, we got all freaking off season talking about the hypotheticals of the future. True. Um, that's it's going to be a long off season. So I was think, thinking about that today. I was at the gym and I was like up on the treadmill. I was like, God, what is this off season going to be like? I'm like, it'll just be complete speculation about every little thing that happens, like or reminiscing. I'm like. Oh God, we have no idea what's happening. Like, but it will still be better than last off season because if you remember, uh, and I would love to go back to the tape. We all said, "Oh God, look at the team we're going into this season with. This is going to be fucking terrible." We knew the offense was broken. We knew that they had no bench. We knew they had no, uh, you know, uh, starting pitching, and that we're like these. Bo- and it was right away we knew. 
and our, I think our, our <laughs> you remember worst the round, Do you remember the roundtable show? Everybody I think was I, very positive. Then. I think I said 83 wins. And you got killed for it. You got <laughs> killed. The, the only one that was close was the one that like gave uh, the actual caveat of what actually happened. Uh, was uh, And then everybody agreed with this and was like, oh, yeah, I want to change my answer to that. Uh, 70, I think both Cerami and Sarah Sanchez were like, they're either going to win 70 or 90. No, Sarah said the 90 or 70, but again, that's like, you're making two picks there. I mean, those are, that was it. This season was either going to be boom or bust. There was no in between. And you said, because if they don't win at the beginning, they're going to trade everybody. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Right, it was, but you it still was had so them clear. going over 500, and that's maybe an oversight. I thought that we still they were it. a 500 team if they didn't trade anybody. Right. I think that it, it, the thing that I thought was that I did not see the Brewers. Um, Burns has stayed healthy. Peralta has had a breakout year. And somehow they keep winning with, like, no hitting, which I don't get. I and have said for years, we have to start taking the fucking Brewers uh, seriously, because every fucking spring we look at the Brewers, we're like, what the fuck's going on with this team? They're terrible. They're not going to do anything. And every goddamn year, they're right there battling for the division title it, like in winning it half the time. And it's I did, fucking well, frustrating. And I think that the historically bad April was the worst potential thing that could have happened. Like, it was like, okay, let's see what happens. And then, like that, and then they had that great May, and then pretty good June. And then it just all of a sudden fell off the tracks. But that April was absolutely, if you remember, they couldn't hit anything. And that was just a disastrous month. So like I said, I thought that 500, a little bit slightly over 500 is where I had them pegged. Well, we're beat a dead horse with all this shit. Can, uh, how about, how about uh, the, the fact, something positive, the fact that we kicked the shit out of Kimbrel. Wasn't yeah, that wonderful? That's always fun. It wasn't that great just to give it. And Tony Larusa is just such a garbage freaking manager that he can't use Kimbrel right. He brings him out in non-safe situations all the time. And of course, we already knew that didn't work. Like now, Tony Larusa, who I guess doesn't watch tape. He's a TV. Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame type manager. That Hall of Famer type <laughs> baseball person. He can't. No, no offense. In Tony's, in Tony Larusa's defense. They are streaming everything, and he's looking he for the film dementia. projector. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking for the film projector. He can't watch film without the projector. He's like, and they still the- they're they're trying to find one for him. They're like looking at all the pawn shops in Cicero. <laughs> Where's the yeah. microfiche? <laughs> <laughs> microfiche. He's got one of those little things that spin and the horse runs. Like you know, guys, <laughs> I, I remember old. I remember old managers. Like I remember Jack McKeenan and, and, and from the Marlins. And oh god, who is the old guy from Pittsburgh forever? Who used to like smoke cigarettes in between in the oh, tunnel? Leland. Jim Leland, yeah, Jim, Jim Leland. Leland. I've seen old guys in uniform, but Tony Larusa looks like that. Hey, kids, how are you? Like that, that Steve Buscemi meme. It's like I know it. Like like I know that Tony Larusa is, is a baseball lifer, but for some odd reason, when he's in that White Sox uniform, he just looks like like he looks like an FBI informant. I'm like, <laughs> you're not, are you like, are you really like the manager, dude? Like, who the, what the hell are you, dude? Like, just I, you're gonna, you're gonna love my TFCs then because it's all. <laughs> it's, I've got some Larusa based uh, flexing cubes at the end of the show. Sometimes I wonder if the players on that team actually say the same thing. Like they walk in, they look at him, they're like, "Yeah, don't worry about that guy. He just fucking stands there." 
And uh, I love that there was a huge bleacher fight at the end of this whole thing because it did. They waited till Sunday afternoon. Like it, I, at least I didn't hear anything until Sunday afternoon. And then people are throwing twelve dollar beers at each other. It was a melee. I mean, we're talking multiple rows, multiple really? fighting groups of oh, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was ugly out there. Did you see the video of like somebody from like across the stadium, and all of a sudden you see like the bleachers like part, like Moses just walked through. <laughs> and it was just like holy shit! Everyone like just like just like bolted like either direction. I was at first. I'm like, man, someone got a piece in there or something. Like that was insane. It was. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Sox fans, act like you've been here. And I know you haven't, but it, act like you <laughs> did. It's, uh, and Cub fans were bad about this, too. Like, we, we definitely get intense in this city when the teams, our teams are doing well, and I've seen a lot of bullshit out in our own bleachers. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, that Sox melee, we're talking about Sox on Sox violence, I think. I, I, I was, like, looking for the blue hat in the fight video, and I saw like one person, and they were weren't really in it. And like, I don't know what happened out there. It seemed like I it mean, was- to be fair, Danny, anybody wearing a blue hat probably took that shit off right away. I wore this one. It looks like a Sox hat, except for the Cubs logo. <laughs> the the uh, World and the Series fact that it says champions. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they, oh, yeah. they had oh, it in uh, nice. well, they, 2005, yeah, like, uh, I guess I was... ESPN refuses to acknowledge that, so it must not have happened. <laughs> um, so that was not that fun, that series. I, although I think it went badly for the White Sox, and a lot of their... Uh, Schwindel had another home run. Schwindel had another home run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Schwindel had another home run and fucking uh, <laughs> goddamn Bucciami. It was like, uh, he stole my joke, the Schwindy City, which you know he saw. I oh, said yeah. That it was all over ago. because yeah. he's following uh, he's following obvious shirts, and you fucking yeah. said it to them, and we're talking about it. And then he used it on the show, which, like, and granted, I'm not going to be like, Schwind, uh, uh, he's not going to say the Schwindy City and be like, oh, Danny Rocket said that first. But Credit to Danny Rocket. Yeah. But but, it, it, but I was I was petty. I must admit if, I was because I I was like honored that Boog would use my shit. There's a lot of people use my shit, and sometimes they ask for it, and sometimes they don't. All I'm saying now, Boog's got to come on the show. Oh my we'll god, we'll get him on the show. We'll get him on oh, there. It'll don't be perfect worry. in the off season. We won't even talk about the 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 game at all. But oh, yeah, would, it'll be exactly like when he's calling the game. <laughs> what I would tell you is that, in all honesty, uh, if I would be way more worried about this series as a Sox fan than a Cubs fan, because oh, yeah. you let you let this team hit you like pinatas for the first two games. I mean, that was like th- those are guys that you're expecting to be in your rotation. And so that to me, like I said, you got you got a team of nobodies, and they were they were they were in you like a piñata. Yeah, Lance, the, the Cubs Lance scored twenty one runs. Lance Lynn might have lost the the Cy Young at that start. Remember, that's like yeah. how like Bauer won. Like Darvish had that one bad outing. Granted, sixty games versus what we're doing this year, but uh, you know, Lance Lynn that was that was one of his worst outings of the year. Lance Lynn and, and, and Dallas Keuchel. Now you have a lot of people questioning if he's even going to be in the rotation for the playoffs, after, especially the way Cease pitched on Sunday. Yeah, because Cease was their back-end guy before because he's young, and but the dude throws hard, and everything was working. And that's the other thing I want to bring up from this city, this uh, series. 
Boy, did we get our fuck. We got pants there on that Q trade big time. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Dylan Cease, Dylan Cease oh, was brutal. having a fucking ball out there. What do you have, 10 strikeouts? Yeah. We just got to wear it, dude. And fucking uh, Eloy had a home run in the game. Yeah. And he crushed. He's such a big kid. He would be the perfect Cub. And he's on, except for the fact that he actually has to play outfield uh, <laughs> in the National League. <laughs> and it doesn't go as well for him, but. You know, Sox have been injured, but they're not a great defensive team. I felt like they got – they looked like fools. Like, how about even that play when Chirinos uh, bunted? And yeah. the Cubs got a run. That was one of the runs they scored in game two, I want to say. Um, and they – Lynn didn't even look home. Like, some of that fundamental defensive shit that really is going to get exposed against great teams, I, I to me, like, the White Sox looked like they weren't ready for it. But Ooh, you know, every, and this that is, was a situation where a bad running—that was bad running. Was it Duffy on third? Duffy just, was bad. Yeah, yeah. Got a he, fucking late start on that. Should yeah. never have even gone. But this is where I kind of get back to the whole: Are we what we're seeing from Wisdom and Ortega are the real deal? Like honestly, like tell me you're not really going into the Cubs series like looking over film and freaking out. Like you probably like if I was on the White Sox. I would have been out the night before partying, wake up, roll up, hangover, you know what I mean? Have a Bloody Mary, little hair of the dog, come out there and play those bums and not really even worry about it. Like, it's not like they were playing like Milwaukee where it's like, oh shit, this is a preview of, you know, possibly the World Series. Let's get up for this. Like, I think that, you know what I mean? Like, it's very easy, especially like with these guys. Like, if I was the opposing manager most of the time, if you're facing the Cubs, I say, throw it down the middle, let them hit it, see what happens. Like, yeah. It's, maybe it's, they, just maybe they did. Maybe that's why the Cubs actually hit the ball a little bit. Right. Um, so uh, you never gave us your game three poem. Oh. Yeah. But, and, and you, you were we even talking it. about game three? We sort of we did. did. We, we got in there. I mean, whatever. The, the Schwindy yeah. City when Boog stole my shit was in that game. We've got to get to the Twin, twin Series. But also, okay. I got to pee. So say your poem. And uh, I'll say it nice and slow so you can pee. Slow. Oh, yeah. I'm an old man. My prostate is like, uh, you know, you know, Danny's got to reach underneath and pump it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Cubs poem 132. Chicago White Sox 13. Told you I was going to go slow. Chicago Cubs one. Hendo can't toss double digit loss. Dude named Efros, don't shoot the manager. F the real boss. Ricketts in the FO. Man- mismanaged the window. Lucky not to get zero. Schwind elevated one. Wisdom stash is a no no. Cubs went south. Sox hit him in the mouth. Yeah, it That's wasn't it. great. And uh, it wasn't a great series. And now we got the twins coming to town. Twins are at 57-73, fifth place. Uh, you know, it's 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 the same kind of situation with the Cubs, is that they were hoping to kind of, you know, the Twins have been winning that division the last few years, and, uh, you know, they were hoping to kind of squeeze one more season out of it, and it didn't happen, and they started trading players just like we did. So, well, you the, know. The difference is that they've, they've actually been playing pretty well since they've traded a few of their guys, and you just – read off their uh record 57 and 73 by the way the cubs are 57 and 75 so (laughs) 
these two teams, I don't know. They should go. They should play about forty-four innings over this series. Right. Nobody's going to want to win it, and so yeah. you know the. They just got off to a really bad start, and the White Sox just blew past them. And at a certain point, the Twins were like, you know, what are we going to do? That Jose Barrios trade, that one's going to be one to watch later, but you don't have to face him anymore. But uh, they just took two or three from Milwaukee, four and six in the last ten, which is the same as Cubs. And good old Rock, Rocco Baldelli. You guys were already the Twins. Was, yeah. Yeah, I did, the, I did the poem. We moved on. All right. I don't know how long you're going to be shaking that thing. Yeah, oh, you, you guys said didn't your want to prostate issues. What's to say? I mean, we talked about it. No, the the umpire was bad. He had to go into the zone, and he got killed. No, I, and I mean, we actually, Danny, while you were gone, we talked about all the highlights. Schwindel home run, it's over. We moved on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The, the first baseman of the future. Let's move on. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Well, Frank. Hey, podcast listeners. Uh, Danny Rocket with another announcement here. Um, please become a Patreon member. If you like what we do here at the show, just know that it costs us money to put it on. It costs us about 500 bucks a year uh, just to um, uh, put the show on StreamYard and bring it to you live and have audience participation, something that we've grown into uh, recently. It costs a lot of money. It costs a few hundred bucks to keep our website going. Uh, and uh, we give... a. 10% of the money to the Lost Boys uh, down on the south side of Chicago, our friend Levante, who does great work with kids down there. So that right there is about three months of what we get in Patreon donations per year. So basically, we're working for three months, one-fourth of the time, just to bring you this show for free. Um, if you want to change that for us, and I would love it if you change that for us. Please become a Patreon member. If you're already a Patreon member, uh, thank you, and please consider uh, upping your pledge, because as we grow, uh, we hope that you'll grow with us. So, um, anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast, but if you did become a Patreon member, let me tell you what you get. You get the show early, you get the show ad-free. So no no more messages like this in the show. It's just the straight show that we do live in a podcast form, okay? Uh, you get access to our show notes. Um, lots of great information in there. You see that what the rundown of our show is. I also give uh, access to all of the elements that we use in the show. Uh, you get uh, access to the um, graphics, the stats that uh, that I cut up from Baseball Reference to bring on the show and give everybody all the best information about what's coming up and what's going to happen. You get access to all that stuff, even at the dollar level. At the $5 level, uh, you get all of uh, the Cubs music I make in uh, high-quality downloads sent right to your RSS feed. $10, you get the Ranter calendar, and your name gets uh, shown as a super Ranter at the end of our live shows. And um, just a final plea, tickets and beer, guys. Ricketts has taken more every single year. You know, as much as I, I love spending all my own personal money on going to Cubs games, um, I, I would appreciate it if every now and again got a little kickback from you guys. So please, won't you subscribe to our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, 
all the money you give us goes right back into the show or to the Lost Boys, um, to the events, to hosting the website and the podcast, to advertise, uh, to advertising, to tickets and uh, batteries and microphones and headphones and all the shit we got to buy just to keep this show live on the air, um, including fast internet. So uh, please, won't you join us? Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It would be greatly appreciated. And um, back to the show. Well, and here's the thing about, and here's the thing about the twins. It, it's like nobody fucking cares. And like this is what's tough about this. Look at look at this uh, lineup. A bunch of guys you've never even heard of. When, I mean, when's the, the last guys. time Andrelton the co- Simmons? They got Josh Donaldson. They got Max Kepler. Like all dudes, Nelson Cruz. Like people you've heard of on from other teams, kind of. And then you know, but it, this is not anybody that you're clocking at all. And so These it's are, so they're boring. all guys going to be a midweek two game series. Hate it. Yeah, they're all guys we were clocking. Say, uh, they were all guys we were clocking like three years ago on the Brewers or some shit. You know, like Buxton and you know, but yeah, they these are yeah, all people exactly. that we like there's, saw there's years nobody ago. here. Yeah, sorry, you're breaking up to me right now. Okay. Am sorry. I breaking up to you? No. I think so for a second, but Josh yeah. Donaldson was hello? an old hello. Uh Josh Donaldson was an old Cubs farmhand and and you know, he had he had his moments and kind of done uh, looking at Byron Buxton, I mean, that's a guy that they really – that was their Chris Bryant, and he never really even got, you know, even what Chris – you know, never rookie of the year, never MVP, any of that kind of stuff. And like I said, they, they've they've been able to have a good run the last couple of years and, and get into October, but just absolutely just blowing it once they get into the postseason. Yeah, it has been good, and and they suck this year. They're in fifth place, um, and you know they've got the same uh, wins as the Cubs right now, but uh, seventy five losses, and they've got the tenth best OPS overall. So they can hit the ball. So they're going to love what we're bringing to town. Um, the Twins are actually fourth in home runs right now, and the Cubs are tenth. Both teams have average walks. Cubs have uh, twenty more, twenty-one more strikeouts than any other team in the major leagues. That's disgusting. Well, and, um, and, and that's average. been the Twins that's been the dropping farther. since Javi left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> and when you talk about the yeah, Romine yeah, brothers, yep. you're gonna, you're going to start seeing those strikeouts. When you talk about, like I said, a lot of these young players. P-Wiz is strikeout or home run. Uh, it's, it's you know, Chirinos is like 90 years old. I mean, you're just going to get a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. And the nobody steals bases. Uh, also, another thing I wanted to say is that the – did you know that the Cubs have been caught stealing more than any other team? Yeah, it doesn't shock me. Just it it feels that way because it just seems so fundamentally bad, like missed hit and runs, and like I feel like this year Ross is overmanaged a little bit. I don't know. I felt like they were running into a lot of outs, especially like early on, like just trying to compensate for the fact they couldn't hit a baseball. 
Yeah, like pre- pressing a little bit, you know, like press pressing as a manager, just being like, this is what I would do here in this situation. But, you know, the, the guys aren't executing, obviously, um, because if you're getting caught stealing more than everybody else, it, there's a problem. Um, pitching wise, uh, God damn it. Uh, the twins are bad. They've got the fourth worst ERA. The Cubs have are a sinking ship. They've got a 475 team ERA to the twins five. Uh, the Cubs bullpen is now a paltry 430, whereas the twins is 477. Um, it's, it's bad. The twins bullpen gives up a lot of home runs. So hopefully, uh, Patrick wisdom enjoys it because it's the second most, Cubs have given up the fifth most homers out of the pen. Cubs have still have the most strikeouts out of the pen. The Twins are average. Cubs have the most walks out of the pen, which and the Twins are average. Uh, the Cubs bullpen is first in hit by pitch. So, don't we have a graphic for that? Our bull penis terrible. Exactly, we do. I mean, that's part of it, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Twins lead the league in errors with 94. And the Cubs right now have 69 errors. Nice. Yeah. And uh, the the Twins' durr is worse than the Cubs' durr. Uh, 693 to 689. It's all under league average now, so it's it's not looking good from any any uh, way in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the well, weather is well, going to be nice, though. Right. I always thought that was weird that they built that new stadium. It's still Target Field, and yeah. they didn't put a roof on that in Minnesota. I was like, who the hell? Like, I think that honestly, it really should be a rule whether it's Atlanta or or. Uh, or or Minnesota that if you're building a new stadium a retractable roof has to be part of it. Yeah. You know, but the every Minnesota fan will tell you, well, our weather is better than Chicago weather in March. They all fucking say that shit. Do they? Do Yeah, they they say it's the same temperature people. in Minnesota as it is in Chicago and blah blah blah. Well, I just it. think of I nice. just think of I think of all the new stadiums that have been built without a roof and how stupid that is when you could easily retract it. It's going to be 79 degrees high, 58 low. That's very pleasant. Getting towards the cooler side as we move into September. But, um, I mean, that is nice weather for a couple of night games. They're both night games, right? I want to say they are. Yeah, they're both yeah, I assume games. so. Only, I mean, nobody Yeah, because they have, an, they have an off day on Thursday. Yeah. You know, and, and Crawley, what you're saying with the, the uh, retractable roofs, I agree. I think that's the best way to go. I think it's the, the makes the most sense. But none of these fucking teams ever open the goddamn roof. Like, you go down to Houston, those motherfuckers got that roof closed all the time. They're playing in the World Series. It's fucking beautiful out. It's like 73 degrees. It's nice breeze. Everything's nice, and they got that bitch closed. They do this I, I, stuff I, yeah. all the time. So... <laughs> I'm with you. Make it retractable, but I think there needs to be rules put in. If it's a certain temperature, you have to open that shit. Agree, and no threat of rain. Yeah. Right. So, and then uh, I've got a, a, another scavenger hunt, and you could win the uh, Chia Craig Kimbrel, which is pictured here 
um, so lovingly. It looks with, just exactly with chest. like him. Chia chest. Yeah, with chia chest. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, you can win the chia, Craig. And here's what you got to do. Uh, what you do uh, throughout the weekend or throughout this series, uh, from now until Thursday, I guess, uh, you um, – no, there is not an off day Thursday, by the way. We play the Pirates at Red. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to be there. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but, it, but it is a night game. It is a night game. Um, so from now until Thursday, uh, when the, the game starts, what you, as long as we're playing the Twins, you tweet out two pictures of the same Cub. So it doesn't matter who it is, Keith Moreland, Ernie Banks, whatever. And, you know, just dressed slightly differently. So they're dressed differently. And, and you say, you pretend, like maybe one in street clothes, one as in, in uniform kind of thing. And you say, Keith and make up some fake stat like Keith Moreland was the first twin to ever hit three home runs and also lead a fortune 500 company because you have got a picture of Keith Moreland in a suit and Keith Moreland in a baseball uniform. you like Keith and Mike Moreland, uh, even though Mike Moreland is actually another player, but you know, you know what I mean? Keith and, you know, uh, uh, Beatrice Moreland or something like make them fraternal make a woman that looks like Keith Moreland into his twin and tweet out that they're twins and uh, make up some fake weird stat about them one baseball related one unbaseball related I know this one's a compl- complicated one I hope I explain it well do you guys understand what I'm trying to get at I think so like Greg yep. Maddox and Mike Maddox you know and, but- and be like Greg Maddox was a Cy Young a winner no no Award two winner and, and Mike Maddox guy. was terrible. No, no, two pictures. <laughs> two of the pictures same of the person. same guy. Yeah, I, I get what you're going yeah. with. You want you want to have two pictures, but like like there was a time when Greg Maddox actually had a mustache. So use that <laughs> yeah. that picture of Greg Maddox normal and Greg Maddox with a mustache, and say that there was a third Maddox brother, uh, Daniel Maddox. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and it's just Greg Maddox in like a sweater. At a steakhouse that you get a picture of, and you're like, and this is Daniel Maddox, and he, uh, you know, ran uh, Subway into the ground and was the, the only, idea for the fake tuna or something the, like that, you know. The only twins in history to have three brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota triplets. So uh, that's what you got to do. Hashtag scavenger hunt. Tag me, Sunranto. Yeah. Artie says Andre and Alan Dawson. Exactly. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. So tweet that out. We'll, I'll retweet it. We'll have a lot of fun. Ooh, what about Shawan uh, and Antoine Dunstan? There you go. Oh, get remember when the guys all dressed up like Disney princesses? You could do fraternal twins. One could be a woman. Yeah, it's what I'm saying. Played baseball and... Also uh, ran the parade in Disneyland. So game one, Zach Davies, 5-10 and ten with a 5 ERA versus John Gant, ex-Cardinals pitcher, 4-8 and eight with a 4. Uh, they've got all-you-can-eat tickets for this game, where you, <laughs> and they're cheap as fuck. That just sounds like I just have a sh- big mess of tickets Absolutely, in front of me. I gotta eat. It will not go well for anybody. But and also another thing they do that the Cubs don't do is half price military seats. So there's we 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 don't we have all you can eat tickets. It's only for rich people. 
not <laughs> like a popcorn, popcorn, uh, popcorn uh, uh, soda uh, peanut. Thing, I don't know. You know? I, I saw you and my tie looking like uh, like the Trump uh, sons enjoying uh, some some uh, sweet life. Oh, yeah. Well, we <laughs> did, but I didn't pay for it. My tie guy paid for it with the money he got. <laughs> that guy that tried to rob him. You, you know you what, Crawley, I know what you're insinuating there, but they had powdered donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so Davies uh, is going up against John Gant. Davies, here's his last five games. There's, here's his August. Uh, he gave up seven runs twice in the beginning of the month against Colorado and uh, the White Sox. And then he was okay against Colorado and KC the last time. Well, I don't know. It's not been good. It's not been great. Um, I don't know. I'm done with Zach Davies. Davies has I, been one of the big disappointments in a year full of disappointments. Yeah, exactly. Well, in, in fact, he's more, maybe a lesser disappointment. Um, so here's what the Twins do against them. Max Kepler is 0 for 7. Can't see it. But Jorge Polanco and Byron Buxton love it. Jorge Collectively, Polanco. they are 7 for 9. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. Didn't – was it Polanco that ate shit out in uh, right field? I believe it was. I it looked so, like yeah. he lost his shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he stepped so, in a hole or something. It's a it's a mixed bag against him. Not much to see. And then uh, John Gant, we know from his days as a St. Louis Cardinal, and he's now on the Twins, and he's been used out of the pen – Mostly, but the last three games he started against New York and Boston, where he gave up four runs and three point one and four innings. I don't. I think we'll probably see the same out of Gant. He's probably just going to come out there, be like kind of an enhanced opener. And um, Gant we faced this year, but only uh, only once as a starter. When he started, we got five runs off of him on one hit. Because <laughs> he, because he walked five. Oh, I think I remember that on June twelfth. Yeah, yeah. He he could not throw whatsoever. Yeah, so we've done okay off of him. Uh, we've seen him before, and uh, here's our numbers. And I guess it was the guys that used to be on the team that did well, because when I I'm putting up the graphic right now of what we actually do against him, you know, Hayward's two for ten. Contreras, when is he going to be back? Do we know? Well, never. He's just going to ride out the end of the season on the pine. Yeah. Uh, with the guys that we have now, there's really nothing doing about uh, against Hayward him, was so. hitting okay this weekend. So, you know, and he's – oh, he's two for ten. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hap has a homer. You know, there's nothing to see. It was all the guys. We beat up Gant with other people is what I'm trying to say here. And then in game two, Justin Steele's going to go out there, who is basically the Keegan Thompson of of uh, Adrian Sampson's. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the, is that the title of the show? Yes, I <laughs> love that. Steele is the Adrian Sampson of – just of Keegan Thompson. Keegan Thompson. I, I, I love that as a complicated T-shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
So uh, <laughs> just people will look at that like, well, I don't, I don't understand what the fuck's going on here. So uh, yeah, Steele's going out there uh, two and two with a four fifteen against Thomas Bartholomew Dingleberry, otherwise known as TBD. It's dollar dog night, five dollars for students, and you can get a half price military seat. Um, but here's what Keegan did last time, uh, or Justin, sorry, whatever. <laughs> Same <laughs> Four difference. Run. Yeah, exactly. Same difference. Four runs uh, in 3.2 innings against Colorado. Um, I don't know. We we don't know what we're looking at yet. Justin Steele, we, we wish you the best of luck. Um, Dominic Galoro says, Twins have a bobblehead night coming up. And Prince Night yeah, on September thirtieth. I saw that. Unfortunately, Ooh. it's not against the Cubs, so I won't be reporting on it. I think so, they might man. actually play in like purple uniforms or something. Like, it would be nice if the Cubs actually did some giveaways other than just the Chia, Craig Crawley. I've always brought all these uh, giveaways and promos up on the show because I'm very entertained by all the bullshit that everybody does on the side because it's part of the big show of it. And but now especially when there's like a bobblehead or a really good giveaway night, which these aren't. I'm, I always think of you because we're getting, you're getting fucked. Season ticket holders are getting fucked through and through. They haven't done anything for the Cubs. They've gotten cheap for the fans. They've gotten cheaper and cheaper as the years have gone on. You know, like the bobbleheads have been a poor quality. The giveaways have been garbage. Um, I don't know. It's been. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave away a, a Chia Craig. And he can only grow chest hair, not a beard on the guy. Well, what bothers a lot of us that are big into the SGA game is that, like, you know, what scares us more than anything is, like, they had the U Darvish one, which they got the Darvish permission, but there was an – they had an awesome set of bobbleheads to give out in 2020, which they never could. And that's where we got the U Darvish one, the Super U. I got that one, and Denny, you helped me get one of those. And then uh, the other one is is that there there was an Elmago, like – like Javi dressed completely as a magician, like top hat, cape, making a tag at second. And that's somewhere in a fucking warehouse, man. I want my El Mago bobblehead. I've been through enough bullshit. Give me my I, bobblehead. I want what? the the Indiana Crawley movie where yeah. he go he he goes to the <laughs> he goes to that that warehouse and he's gotta yeah. fight his way through Nazis to get to the El Mago bobblehead. Dude, there's got to be a way. We got people. We we could figure it out. But now that we got this show, and you just said that, you know, we're they're gonna we're gonna be yeah, suspect come, number one. Come find me. That was, I was already suspect number one before we said anything. <laughs> Somebody stole we, the bobblehead. Wonder who it could be. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I went to a game. I went to a minor league game. Had no idea they were doing bobblehead anything. Just went there. Showed up. And uh, they give you a ticket, and then you have to go to the place to get it after, like, the fourth inning. That There's one bobblehead, and I can't remember the name. It's a Cubs bobblehead, and it's one of the most rare ones. And it was that type of thing where, only like, 2,000 people showed up, and you had to have a voucher to go get, like, a, I, it was, I think it was a Taiwanese Cub baseball player that never did shit. And you had to go, like, to your local store to pick it up with the voucher, and, like, nobody yeah. does it. So there's only, like, 50 of these suckers out there. But uh, – and, uh, so we, Tim, Tim DeHaye we went up and, there. and it was it wasn't even a baseball player. We went and got the bobblehead, and it was a it was a female Coast Guard officer. 
So Tim DeHate puts this up is that the Iowa Cubs demon bobblehead was yesterday, Demonios. They've done those things where they've kind of like switched their uniforms to like a Latin team. And so it's like a devil bobblehead, but they didn't have, they didn't get them in from China from the supply chain. So you just got a voucher. Yeah. No, I've, I'm seeing a lot of that stuff. Like people not being able to get the shit they're looking for. Um, yeah, they, people can't get the materials right now. It's like you you, you see it kind of uh, gumming up the system right now. But you know, if those hockey gives... bobbleheads, it, they endure somewhere in a in a warehouse, and that they're just sitting there bobbling with their little heads. If somebody <laughs> gives ten thousand dollars to the Sunranto Patreon, I personally will carve three bobbleheads <laughs> of the three of us out of. Uh, granite. Yeah, there should and... be a crawly bobblehead. <laughs> that that seems like an oversight. <laughs> Am I doing karaoke singing Africa? Like just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you push the button. <laughs> oh my god! I would love if you had when you push the button and the head just starts bobbling while it. It's like that fucking Billy Bass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, be uh, happy. Yeah, I, I, I think I want your bobblehead to say uh, "Cotton Eye," sing "Cotton Eye Joe." You know, like this, <laughs> you start like this hoedown, some like red lights start flashing. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just came to me. I'll, I'll work on it. It's, it's a conceptual piece. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Two games with the Twins. Like, is there a series that you've cared less about? Nah. No, nope. um, I mean, in a while, I was just like, God, I could give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be a rough one. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm going to clock it. I might, might not watch. The might only way, listen, the I'll only way it's it. going to be worse is if it rains out the first night and then they do a double header the next day. I, all that I know is better. is that I do have tickets to see the Cubs versus the Twins, but I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna trade those into the Cubs, do an exchange, and then go to the bleachers. Yeah, that's a good plan. Are, are the the Twins aren't coming to town, are they? No, we're going to Minnesota. Who's? Oh, was it KC or who did I have that I'm going to? I don't know. I think we're. I think. The, yeah, we got Minnesota. Yeah, the 21st and 22nd. They're coming in. Yeah. God, why? Why did oh, they, why oh! Did they at the end of the off? month, I thought you meant yeah. this week. No, no, end of the month. I know I'm going. I'm <laughs> exchanging those seats, and then I figured I'd like that's all I'm doing now is like the Cubs let you exchange seats, and I just say, all right, here, take it, and then all I can right. roll it into credit for next year, and then when, just buy an eight dollar ticket. When yeah. does uh, when when's the last time the Cubs went to Minnesota? I can't even remember the last time the Cubs were. At it was Target when Field. when they brought up Schwarber. Yeah, the first. Oh, time. Jesus Christ. So 16? No. I believe. I mean, that's no, when I went. No, 15. 15. Yeah, that's when I went. But. Yeah. Yeah, Wyatt B. 2024 says 15. Yeah. that's. I went to the last series that was there. I don't remember them going since then, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. So there's not going to be a midweek episode. So I'll just tell you. We're playing the Pirates next, so it doesn't get any more interesting from here, except for that at least the Pirates in our division are in our division. So we might get a preview at some of the guys that will piss us off in years to come that they have now that are developing. 
Um, they're the fir- fourth worst team in the ma- major leagues, but they are actually six and four in their last ten. But they're seven and nineteen in August, so six of those wins came out of their last seven wins. So they're uh, six. Uh, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. Six, of, <laughs> six. Uh, they went six and ten, but what I'm saying is it's the end of August and the in the there's six of those wins have come in the last 10 games so they played better they had one right. win in the first three fucking weeks and then six wins in the last week or 10 days is what i'm saying 10 games um who'd they play i hope the cubs play them next whoever the the pirates were playing but uh they- yeah so what are we doing here with the temperature check? We go on a five-game temperature check? Well, I, I suppose. Um, I'm looking up the Pirates, though, right now and, and who they're playing. Uh, they've had St. Louis. And now they have the White Sox. So that should be fun for them. They're at the White Sox. They're going down to play but the But the, the teams that they beat, they beat St. Louis then. That's good. No, no, they didn't. They actually lost two or three to <laughs> St. Louis. What did they do yesterday against St. Louis? Oh God, who cares? Like, but um, right today, I'm going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. The Pirates beat St. Louis yesterday, so the Pirates are playing well. Uh, put that into your rectal temperature. <laughs> um, I would. I would. Lo- I think the. Cubs split in Minnesota, and they split with the Pirates. They split a three-game series? It's a four-game no, four series games. against the Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. yeah. I hate these so you got, four you got six games coming up. Danny has them going three and three. Yep. Split with both teams. Yeah. Um, three and I three. have the Cubs going two and four. These are bad teams, Crawley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think I teams. might I think I might go two and four along with Crawley, but the two wins are both against Minnesota. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I, don't <laughs> know. I was really thinking the same thing. By I don't the Pirates. By the way, uh, I think our last temperature check, and I'm not sure if this is correct, but I'm pretty sure that I called one and two, and that they would win the Lance Lynn game. I think I called that. Nice. I'm not well, sure. I could totally could totally be an ass stat. I could just be, you know, thinking that's what I wanted to say. But we'll have to ask our intern to go back into the tape and <laughs> <laughs> deal with that. So, um, all right. So uh, our temperature is fully checked. I'm feeling uh, actually stimulated because I, I did take it rectally. And um, but it was very into- cold. Oh yeah. Why don't they warm that thing? <laughs> so announcements. I did talk to Stuart finally about the September 18th tailgate. Uh, here's a, just a few more details. Uh, you're going to have to buy a parking pass uh, if you want to go. We have your tickets. They are hard tickets. They will be passed out at the tailgate. So just come and find Stuart or me, and I'm sure we're going to split up the tickets that way. And we have them. I'm sure it'll be a shit show, It'll be, but it'll also be fine. Uh, and the other, the other, you know what I mean? The other thing, uh, is that, uh, if you don't, there's just a word of advice. If you don't want to pay for parking, 
and you want free parking, you can take a shuttle. There's lots of shuttles. There's bars in West Allis. And you can just, a Blue Mound Road, just look them up, and you can park over there and have the uh, people shuttle you to the game and shuttle you back from the game to your car, and then you don't have to pay for parking and be in the parking structure, not structure, but, you know, lot that we're in tailgating. We don't know exactly where we're going to be yet, but there's uh, we bought two lots, so <laughs> we have uh, we have a hundred people. So there will be burgers, there will be dogs, there will be brats, there will be a keg of a Club Four Hundred beer. If you want something different than that, bring it. We'll have some chips. And in fact, bring enough to share. If you make a fantastic marshmallow graham crapper. Don't don't bring that. Don't don't bring what I just said. If you've got the marshmallow, I think that might be the the title of the show. Yeah, leave that shit at home. (laughs) The the graham crap. Yeah, leave the graham crapper at home is the. But, you know, if you've got something you want to come and share with the group, um, that's great. But we'll have the basics for a tailgate where. um, But it and um, there will be no catch up. You're going to have to bring that shit on your own. Yeah, bring the ketchup because we don't got it. Um, and then uh, Bleacher Bum Band on the uh, 25th uh, is is what we're doing. Uh, we're going to play. It's the second to last game of the year at J-Man Tavern. Tickets are not on sale, but make your plans. Uh, last thing about uh, the tailgate on the 18th is there are still some tickets left. So if you want to come, email me, sunranto at gmail.com. Or you know Twitter or face you know Facebook me whatever. Uh, there's only eight tickets left. Com- you know we we're actually at ninety two. So I lied before. It's not a hundred. We have ninety two. So if you have somebody, if you already have a ticket, and you want to bring somebody else. Uh, we have. Uh, oh, also we have a few more spots on the um, the the van that we're, we're we've got a party bus going down there. As yeah, part of this whole nobody thing. takes these tickets, uh, Danny's giving Ronnie Woo Woo a ride. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, woo! So that's it. So TFCs, uh, can I go first just because it's going to take a second for me? Yeah. All right. So here's my first one. All right. So uh, Southside Sox. I'm in a feud with Josh Nelson, who's been on this show many, many times. And he is at Southside Sox. I don't know if he's so. I believe he's associated with this Twitter handle, and he is just piling on here, making it worse for himself because he's just getting my ire up. He says, "Fan base that tackled Randy Myers on the mound, attacked the Dodgers bullpen from the stands, stands sold hoary cow shirts." Throws trash on the field after losses and continues to hand money to Tommy Boy Ricketts. Going to school New Yorkers on how to handle their precious baby Baez. Rich. Well, I TFC'd right back and I said, how much taxpayer money did Reinsdorf take to rename Loretta's Lounge after that Hall of Famer type baseball drunk Larusa? God damn those motherfuckers. I tried with you, White Sox fans. I tried. I, uh, we, it's not we, my time. We told you, and you didn't want to listen. I don't even I know. know what the fuck. 
he's talking about with half of that shit. I don't remember Randy Myers getting tackled. He's Randy Myers didn't get tackled. He there was a drunk guy who stumbled out and like basically like he got out there and kind of was like, "What the fuck do I do now?" Wait, are and we then, talking about a Sox fan? Cubs fan in 1992, 93. And then the Didn't irony the of it. father and son socks. That was the Gamboa. That was the Gamboa. Yeah. Uh, Kansas like, City. That's not shit you want to be bringing up when that's your fucking legacy. Yeah, dude, quit throwing stones is what I'm saying. Like, dude, Southside. I told side, you, but... Danny. I told you that. Why are you ever trying to get on their good side and none of that shit? It's all a bunch of garbage. No, and, and it's war from here on in. Like, these guys bring this shit up. I'm going to bring it right back. All right. Well, you guys, you guys got anything? Yeah. Because I got another. I got a few here. Situation. Um, this one is, uh, it's a reply to a tweet about Arietta and a deplorable Deb Maltese says, what is wrong with him? All of his self-absorption finally caught up when you need to pose for playboy for validation as a pace baseball pitcher. It is sad. What goes around comes around and now he has fallen from grace. It's not all about him. And I just love the idea that she thinks that uh, Playboy is the magazine that Jake Arietta was naked in. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me laugh. Yeah. Somebody got a fucking issue of Playboy and was pissed. It's like, what the fuck? Crawley, what do you got? That is funny. I do have one from our friend Gordon Wittenmeyer. And it has to do with the recent uh, recent call up of uh, Efron. Where the hell are all the pictures? Ah, here we go. Efros, the Efron of 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 pictures. Where did I have that one here? Damn it! There we go. Uh, so if we take a look at this TFC right here, this is on the uh, Efros making his debut. Efros warming in the Cubs bullpen. Press box wag. Now they just need an F Hoyer and an F Ricketts. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So I, I I only have one more, but it's long. All right, I've got right. two more. Okay, so you go you go next again. Okay. I'm telling you, every time we get to this part of the show, I have no idea what what my fucking TFC actually is until I pop it up. Okay, here we go. Corey Friedman uh, tweets this out. I loved it. Patrick Wisdom celebrated his 30th birthday today by hitting two home runs, adding to his already NL leading rookie total. I celebrated my 30th birthday earlier this year by shit posting on Twitter. So same place in life, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. It's, yeah, so, that's where I'm at. 45 shit posting. I'd, I'd like to introduce you all to White Sox Bill. So I get a DM and <laughs> from a guy who's following five people. He's got 10 followers. He joined in June of 21. But White Sox Bill uh, decides to come after me. And, and you know, I've been shit posting about the White Sox attendance. And, like, it's it's like shooting fish in a barrel with these motherfuckers. Like, seriously, it's like it's so easy to get them mad. It's it's funny. So I get this uh, message. Last time I checked, Sox Park was sold out today. And I've got a choice. Do I block or report? Do I delete or do I accept? So I'm like, 
All right, let's see who you are, he, White Sox Bill. Wait, he didn't even put that shit out on regular Twitter. He DM'd you? He DM'd me. This, these are all DMs. Like you, like, you can't even fucking put it out there where other people can see your dumb shit? No, no. This is this is White Sox Bill just DMing me, sliding in. And, uh, and normally I see the 10 followers and the five following and I'm like, this guy's been banned or he's just like a fake account trying to fuck with me. He doesn't want to get for his real people in front of his real people. So he's just going to do this. So white Sox bill comes. So I look him up and I'm like, all right, I bite. So he goes, last time I checked Sox park was sold out today. I said, yeah, because you're playing Cubs. He goes, it was sold out against the Yankees and Astros and pretty close to a sellout against the Indians. So I show him what the capacity of uh, Sox Park is, <laughs> 40,000. And I show him what and change, and I show him what the capacity or, or what they drew in that, that game. There's about 2,000 difference. I'm like, yeah, you guys didn't sell it out. 40,000 versus 38,000, it's not a sellout. So uh, White Sox Bill says, well, that was the capacity until they took out seats in the Goose Island section. They count gate attendance, not paid attendance, unlike the Cubs. 38.5 is full of capacity now. And I'm like, no, they don't. They all count as paid now. It's uniform, which is true. Am I right about that, Crawley? Yes, sir. That it used to be the White Sox and Cubs had different shit. So the White Sox Bill comes Weights well, capacity is around 3,800. That's the highest capacity amount, blah, blah, blah. When the Sox make the playoffs, you'll see that's the capacity without standing room only. And then he sends me some fucking article about it. And I said, I said, no one says that that capacity is full. Like I couldn't find anywhere saying 38.5 was the White Sox capacity. I couldn't find it. So he goes, Oh, arguing that it wasn't sold out today. Why couldn't you buy tickets from the White Sox? And I was like, well, I didn't know you couldn't because I don't fucking care. So he keeps going on. He sends me like uh, the Wrigley capacity now. Now he's going after Wrigley Field. Oh, 41.6? You know, that's bullshit. You guys uh, sold it at oh, 39. Like, you were uh, – under capacity too for the Cubs White Sox series. And I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit, Bill. We are 20 games under 500. You're in first place. That's my fucking point. Go see your team. He goes, it was, a, and now he gets mad. Now this is where it gets fun. It was still a sellout, you clown, he says. I'll put money that attendance for games one or three of the ALDS will be 39.5. Now he's up to himself a thousand. And, he, <laughs> and I'm like, which, which still, According to the is numbers, isn't full. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, so I go. So I'm like, oh, here's what I'm dealing with. This man is unhinged. I'm gonna have fun with him. I go. Socks are the worst playoff team by far. And he goes, that's from your perspective. I'm like, not worth going to watch him lose. And he's like, they haven't been healthy all year. He's backfooted instantly. Rob- Robert, Grandal, Jimenez, they're all back in the same lineup. Are you sure that's not Robert Grandal? Yeah. That's actually a a player, Robert Grandal. Yeah, it was made in pitch black. (laughs) Um, He has a a small mustache now. So he goes, and then he starts coming for the Cubs, and he he shows me the Vegas odds, and and he's like, that Vegas' opinion is is more important than yours. And I'm like, oh, this guy's unhitched. Because I, like, obviously left my phone for a while, and then I look back, I'm like, (laughs) holy shit, I got 19 messages from this idiot. (laughs) And, And I go back on, and I'm like, 
oh, God, this guy's so easy. And I'm like, it's obvious they won't go far in the playoffs, especially with Larusa. He will ruin it for sure. Just really simple language for a simple person. And he goes, one of the best playoff managers. Yeah, okay. I would take him over Ross. He goes, you'll be in a retirement community or dead the next time the Cubs make the World Series. And I go, Larusa is so old. He went to the Cubs World Series in 1908. <laughs> he goes, that's a good one. You can still manage or, or, or coach a team being old. Look at Jack McKeon or Connie Mack. Bobby Bowden coached FSU until he was 80. And I go, Tony LaRusse is so old that he helped Abner Doubleday write the first rule book. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, White Sox Bill says, Connie Mack was mad 87 managing baseball. You'll be dead at Tony's age. <laughs> and I go, Tony has been dead for six years already. <laughs> Everybody know that's, knows that's really Connie Mack in a to- Tony LaRusa costume. And yeah. That- Tony LaRusa actually, I mean, that's honestly, that's true. He died when they found him sleeping at that stoplight. He was dead. He was actually dead. He was weakened and burning himself, <laughs> which was strange. So anyway, I, I enjoyed that interchange. Honestly, I I uh, encourage all Cubs fans to make Sox fans miserable and play spoiler to their good time right now. And by saying I've stupid, been doing that, I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just encouraging that as a Cub fan of uh, our ilk. I just that, hope that you've learned your lesson that there is no reasoning with those people. No, there is none. I've realized that through a bunch of different ways. Uh, and, and I'm glad the Sox are successful now because now I see their true colors. They are tight, and their team is not ready to be here. And I and I predict failure. Yeah, they're, and, they're, I, and I hope for failure for yeah, them. They're flipping out. Well, flipping I have one out. more TFC Crawley. Do you have one? No. Okay. Well, well, mine is uh, getting back to the Javi thing. Paul Heyman talking about him possibly coming back to the Cubs. This is a reply to that. And I really liked uh, the the pro-environmental bent of this one. If only Javi Baez could harness the wind energy produced from all of his whiffs. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I thought that was fun. It had nothing to do with Heyman's tweet whatsoever. He just... they, they should send him to California where they need the, uh, the green power. There you go. Maybe every stadium that he... Uh, you know, that he bats in, they should just put um, windmills in the outfield. Yeah, yeah, generate you, wind. T- tonight's lights brought to you by Javier <laughs> Baez's strikeouts. strikeouts. Well, oh, that would be excellent. To, if we could get a cameo of uh, Pat Hughes, uh, Wrigley Field, powered by. Javi Baez strikeouts. strikeouts. Well, we need him to sign. Uh, we need him to sign with the ball club again, or not, and uh, sign with the Reds. And so we see him, you know, nine times a year at Wrigley, and then we get Pat to say it. So, uh, Spagog, everybody, um, it's been a it's been a fun. Uh, no, it's, it hasn't been fun. This is not going to be a fun end of the season, but we will certainly keep drinking and bringing you this show for the rest of the season but not until next Sunday or Monday. The games may not be fun, but the talking about how bad they were always will be. 
<laughs> it's not about the losses of the Cubs. It's about the losses we made along the way. <laughs> Spagog. Spagog. Swing a wood. He's making all the plays cause Javi be good. When Javi runs the bases, he's giving them hell. The pitchers ain't to face him cause they're gonna get shelved. Go, go! Go, Javi, go, go! Go, Javi, go, go, go! Go, Javi, go, go! Go, Javi, go, go! Javi be good. Javi, he'll hit it far with his wooden bat. driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed the spirit of performance is what defines acura and now it's electric Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry and a broom. 
a performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.